Welcome to the exciting world of the movies. Hello, happy Hanukkah, and welcome to the movie graveyard. We are rolling right along through the uh, festive holiday season, and I'm very uh, pleased to say I got some awesome guests with me today to celebrate everything. Once again, we got the man, the myth, the legend. We got Zach from Mac and Zach Save the World. What it is? Stone Cold Zach Austin. Oh yes, oh, the, the, our boy. The, you ever see that video, Stone Cold ET, on YouTube? It's amazing. I have. It's pretty. It's pretty out of control. Yeah. Fucking amazing. I actually learned how to do the impression from Stone Cold ET more than Stone Cold himself. Have you ever seen uh, Filthy Frank's version of ET Part Two? He made a sequel to the beloved classic film. <laughs> I have it. It's pretty donk. He's, the 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 alien dummy doesn't exactly look like ET, but you know it's st- it's still a, a worthy successor to the Steven Spielberg film. Oh yes. And also joining us, that's right, a rare occasion for the graveyard. We got a third grave digger tonight. We got a brand new pristine shovel, all picked out for him. He's making his debut, but you know we know this guy very well. He's been around for years and years, haunting the podcast. Uh, you know atmosphere ladies and gentlemen welcome our good friend from the cinema enema podcast amongst various others aaron aaron what's going on uh not too much yeah btm show is probably the one that's been around for like a decade so that's probably the main one and uh zach and i are both part of the revival house network so well zach's on the btm too so i mean yeah, there's too many shows i mean i guess you just have to pick whatever you it's want it's fucking play. confusing like yeah. you know the, the revival house network that just uh, you know it's umbrella and accommodates everything and then yeah so it's like then there's a bunch of podcasts in there exactly yeah. I just always, when I introduce one of you guys, I just introduce, like, because there's so many, I just, like, introduce my personal favorite that you're on, so. Dog. Gotcha. Well, uh, let me just start off by saying that uh, E.T. is overrated as fuck. I don't like it. Damn, that's harsh. Harsh. I I rewatched it a couple months ago just to see if, I never watched it when I was little, little. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like, let me see. I always like to recalibrate and, like, see if I see it differently. And I just think it's, like, a six, maybe. Maybe a five or six. It's it's all right. I saw that movie for the first time when they re-put it through the theaters and they changed all the guns to walkie-talkies. I saw it for the theater and I was like, I like this movie. And it was cool because like, I could leave and immediately go rent it. But then like Family Video didn't have it and I was like, fuck Family Video. But you know what's funny? It's like back in the day, back in the 70s or whatever, when that movie originally came out, they had a toy where it was like a long finger and when you touch something, it like lights up. And if you look at that toy up, it looks like a cock. And I hear that uh, like people are actually like women are putting it up their vagina, and like when they there's like a spot they go deep enough and like they can open their mouths and you can see the light shining through. I hear. Wow, I bet that uh, that information you read is a hundred percent medically accurate. It I, is. I actually owned one of those fingers, and like the trick of it was like it wasn't easy to light up. Like what you're saying, because it's supposed to uh, imitate the scene of the movie where you know like you put it on the tip of your finger. And, like, I was always mm-hmm. be trying to, like, push the inside with my finger to get it light up. Like, but, like, yeah, it's really just a useless toy because you got to push it against the wall or wherever. Like, like even if you just did it on your friend's fingertip, it wouldn't light up. You had to press it so hard. So if that's true what you're saying, those women are really jamming that in hard. I mean, exactly. if, you guys, if you guys had to get ass finger fucked by either E.T.'s bulbous finger or one of the Ninja Turtles, big fat ass, like, uh, arm fingers, which yeah. one? 
Oh, the bulbous, yeah. I don't know, because because like one time, oh man, we're going back probably probably close to fifteen years. Like I was super sick, and the doctor couldn't figure out what, what was wrong with me, so he he did a prostate exam, and like that was a small Asian man's finger. That was when you were a kid. Like, <laughs> no. did he milk he it said, and make? He you said go? fifteen years ago. He was uh, <laughs> no, I was like oh, in my okay. late twenties, and it like I was it gonna was, say, imagine if you're a kid and they they milk your prostate that young, you'll fucking you'll always have to have that whenever you. Gone. Would anything happen though if you're young? If you didn't have no cum in your balls? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, cum in your balls. We should. That should be the name of Zach's autobiography. Cum in my balls. I mean, I guess I'm gonna say ET's finger because I mean it's long, but long isn't really what you want to worry about. It's like the it, girth or whatever. And just like I imagine a dick, once you get past that bulbous tip, it's probably just slides in. It's probably that's the worst of it, right? Uh, no, know. not really, because like. Because, like, doesn't your dick usually, like, at least most most human dicks or whatever, don't they get fatter the longer you, like, you get closer to the base or whatever? Yeah, I maybe. guess it just depends. I mean, man, I don't I, mean, I don't really know anybody's finger. Like, I'm looking at my fingers right now. Like, the bottom part is close to the Zach, same thickness Zach, as the top. You, you frequent the porn hubs, man. You see a lot of different dicks of all shapes and sizes. I've seen the ones that look like the big fat palm trees where it's, like, at the base they're real fat and then they yeah. get, like, beady at the top. I've seen the ones that are, like, uh, more proportionate and just, like, one consistent. I mean, I fall in that category, TMI. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Uh, we're going to talk about this wow. movie. We're going to talk, talk about <laughs> E.T. and dicks. Well, it's a good thing this is a, a family show and, uh, you know, this episode. Is it? Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's not. Well, no, not the not the okay. show, but I'm saying, like, you know how you get those flybyers that, that yeah. they gravitate? Like, like <laughs> I would movie? have no problem with this conversation being on our pieces episode, but, like, we're doing Jingle All the Way and, like, immediately we got three guys theorizing, which would you rather have up your ass? And like, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, just a regular dog, doctor's finger was so hard to like like it was to the point where like like the instruction for me was to like lay on the, the table sideways and like curl up in a ball like a baby and like hold my knees up so like i like dude dude just like i mean i don't think you would you would shit right or ever walk straight if the ninja turtle put his finger up your butt and i don't know <laughs> Can you imagine if you did like have a fly buyer uh and you and they they, they jumped on board on your last show where it was little monsters and it's like you got yeah. two of these family movies in a row and like oh it's a great show oh, oh yeah like all for kids Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, to to be fair, if anybody's listening to this and being offended, I don't know if this matters or if this translates to all platforms. But the way I have the show set up is every episode, no matter what's on it, how clean, how dirty, they're all marked explicit. So you have been warned. Viewer exactly. discretion advised. What you got to do these days? I know. So um, we're gonna get this movie rolling. We have it uh, pause on the one second mark. By the way, if you get this movie on Blu-ray, it is gonna ask you whether you want to watch the theatrical version or the extended version. Uh, they're not radically different, but they are different from each other. So this being a nostalgia-based podcast, I'm gonna go with the version that everybody saw in the theater as a kid and probably had on the VHS. We will be watching the theatrical version. So I'm going to say one, two, three, go. We have a pause at the one second mark. And when you hear me say go, everybody out there in podcast land, hit play on your remote. Everybody, one, two, three, go. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun. Can, I, can I make a, an observation? This is the way I feel about this movie. Uh, I feel like now that it's technically a retro title. and what is it 94, is that right? I think it's 94? 96. 96? Okay, whatever. Give or take 25 years. Uh now it seems chic and vogue to love this movie, but like when it came out, I always loved it. But around when it came out, or maybe even the first ten years, it seems like people just shit on this movie in droves. 
Right. 1492 will commence again. Sorry. I, I just I feel like now the tides have turned on it, but like I always thought it was a good movie. I get it, I don't think it's supposed to be some high bar like Oscar winning. Sh- it's clearly, you know, for kids. Exactly. I I remember I saw this movie for the first time. I didn't get to see it in the theater, and like uh, Max, mom, my aunt, she was working at a video store, so she got to get uh, movies uh, before they kind of came out. But like you know, like oh, they came in the you know, uh, we got them already. But like you get to rent it before the Tuesday comes out, and she watched it and they gave it to my mom, and then we watched it. The whole family. I had a good ass time. Baby. It's a great family movie because it's. You know, it's going to appeal to kids. And like I said, adults should, if they have any taste, they're going to find this funny, too. I mean, I think it's hits it I all. Think, yeah, I think there's plenty of funny shit in this movie. Yeah, the fucking Sinbad, he's funny in it. Arnold's funny, man. His hamminess, his hammy act, everything works so well for it. The Turbo Mans, they're all gone. <laughs> yeah, I got to say, me being a bit older than you guys, so this movie rolled out. I was about 19 years old, and I, I was too cool for school for this one, I'll be honest. I was just too old, and especially yeah. there was no way I was going to go watch some stupid-ass kids movie starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, I had already lived through Kindergarten Cop, so, like, it's one of those... Oh, don't dog it. I love Kindergarten Cop. I think it's great. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, like, I was not about this at all. I probably didn't see this for, like, a good 20 years. I want to say it was, like, five or six years ago. Just around the holiday time, like it was on, I can't remember either cable or, or Netflix something. And I was like, I'm actually going to watch this. I'm going to sit down and watch this. And I watched it. And I got to say, in all honesty, I probably wouldn't have liked it if I would have went to see it in the theater back in the day. But, you know, mm-hmm. being an older person and also the twilight of Arnold's film career coming and going, like... And me just being an Arnold fan in general, and and just also being an older person who's now a big softy as compared to like when I was nineteen, twenty. I would say all the way up until probably my early to mid thirties, like I wouldn't watch a movie unless it was rated R. Like I just, you know, there was only X amount of hours in a day, week, month, however you want to put it, and like I had no like appetite for family friendly films because you know i still don't have kids but you know i didn't have kids all these years so it's like i you know i didn't have any little brothers or sisters so like there just was no need for me to ever watch these movies and yeah i watched it and you know really liked it and um it i can see why people would say it's a shitty movie in the context of 1996 or whenever it came out because it's like people are a little bit smarter, more savvy about what films are trying to go for now than they were then. And when I watch this, to me, this movie's trying to, like, it's not just a kid's movie. It's really trying to, like, be a live-action, almost Warner Brothers cartoon, in my opinion. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. See, I remember the first time I watched it thinking, like, uh, it, it, like uh, it, it, there is kind of a bit of a contrast at the end, like, where the, uh, most of the movie seems like it's at least a little bit rooted in reality. But then at the end, he's got the jetpack and he's flying around and shit. And, like, I remember that was, like, as a kid, I was like, oh, yeah, this is way different than the rest of the movie, but I still really liked it, yeah. couple of points. Rita Wilson, I'd shoot a rope on her face. Also, the supporting cast is amazing. Martin Mole, Robert Conrad, Sinbad, of course. I mean, he's not even support. Uh, Phil Hartman, for fuck's sake, dude, he's he's brilliant. Uh, even though he never got a chance to really branch out of being Phil Hartman and everything he did. He was just Phil Hartman from SNL. He pretty much was the same shticky guy, but... Uh, it never wore out. It's welcome. Probably didn't have enough time for it to wear out, but I love him in this. Uh, and I guess save for Jake Lloyd, who obviously went on to uh, be in a, a Star Wars movie. We all know. Uh, but 
I, I don't know. I, I think this, you're speaking about the twilight of Arnold's career. Speaking of that, I think maybe I asked myself, would I like it as much if Arnold wasn't the lead? Because is it do I like it as much just because it's Arnold? And I was such a huge Arnold fan, and I like Jingle. You could say the same thing about Kindergarten Cop. Like, would I have liked Kindergarten Cop if it was Hulk Hogan in that fucking movie? You know? Uh, I don't know. Maybe not. Um, but everybody just works. And I think this is the last mo- great Arnold Schwarzenegger movie made before his career really took a dip. And, and I'd say this is that point where it's like a, do- a, a dividing line, you know, where um, you, you probably have half people saying this is where it started or half people saying this is where it ended, you know, because I think after this he had a racer and shit like that. And that's like that starts going downhill for me. I don't care for a racer and shit like that. I I could be wrong, but this might have been like the same year racer came out. I don't know, maybe okay. Eraser was 98, maybe that's why. For some reason, I always thought this movie was 97, but I'm pretty sure when I looked at it, it was 96. Speaking of Rita Wilson, you said you would shoot a rope on her face. If I could, I would probably punch her in the face, because oh. this, this is what this <laughs> this is what this, uh, this little jerk came out and said this past week or so. Rita Wilson says uh, the 1996 holiday comedy Jingle All the Way haunts her, because her character oh. Liz is just a little too stupid. To realize Turbo Man, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger, is her husband. Uh, let's yeah, l- listen <laughs> to this bullshit. Disbelief, like we all had to. Let's see. Yeah. He has an like, accent. He looks exactly like him. He's wearing a half mask, but my character doesn't know. It's so yeah. She, so she totally dissed the like movie. It's, she's treating it like it's real life logic. It's called <laughs> acting, and she had to act like you know what, dude. Give me a break. But, I mean, what? But meanwhile, she didn't. She didn't have a problem with her being totally oblivious and fucking uh, Phil Hartman having her his hand halfway up her skirt the entire fucking movie. Thousand Island dressing. And, yeah. and and to be fair, like, yeah, Arnold's in the thing and we know it's Arnold because we're watching the movie and there's nonstop close ups, but where she's standing in the crowd, she's pretty far away and then he flies all around no. and shit. Like, well she was up close to him and he's like, Well and he she still didn't know like right before he took off his helmet. You know, I yeah, don't know. But, she but was that's like the second before, like whatever, you know what I mean? Like Yeah. I mean, fucking, you know what I was thinking? Like, uh, how could he not recognize his fucking dad's uh, gap tooth smile? Like, fucking, uh, you know, like, you know that as soon as you see it. Like, it's always like a jar. Like, whenever you see somebody you know, like, uh, someone gets older and they have to get, like, dentures or something, you immediately notice something's off. Even if you don't notice it's their teeth, you're like, something's fucking off. Like, I remember whenever, uh, what's his name from uh, uh, one of these kids right here? I don't know if it's in this scene, but one of the kids, uh, Billy, is the fucking little shit that played Junior on the shitty uh, fucking uh, Child's pl- or uh, Child's Play Three or no, that, yeah, Problem fuck, Child, Problem Child Three. But yeah, uh, he was like a replacement that? actor for Junior or something. Yeah, in the third yeah, one or whatever. Okay. Yeah, that one was like made for TV, right? Junior and Love, something. Yeah, yeah. there's something USA weird about it. or something. Yeah. But yeah, I was thinking about that because remember, <clears throat> fucking uh, Face Off. They switch their faces. It's like, how do they? How, how does his wife not know? Is he's got a different body type? But the biggest fucking thing is like, most people identify like when people die. It's like, how do you identify someone with their dental records? She would have known right away. Something's yeah. off. Well, in his square fucking jaw, he looks like a he looks like a rock'em sock'em. Hey, he's got a Chad fucking jaw. Yeah, he's got, he's he's like the original Chad jawline to the point I don't even know if you guys even know this, but did you know uh, Arnold had his jaw broken? To like try to become more handsomer or whatever, 
Like I know uh, he had the really? mole removed, but I didn't know about that. Yeah, he had his jaw supposedly broken reset. Because like if you look at him like from like Conan to like you know later on, he does look like a little bit different. Ah, mm. uh, never noticed that. This movie does have something in common with Conan. He punches a fucking animal in the face in both movies. Yeah, there you go. A return to form, movie? if you will. Yeah, that uh, that part's hilarious. I love it. You stopped it. So, this movie, yeah. so, it's so many quotes, by the way. It's like nonstop quotes. I know. Like, I mean, shit lives forever. And like, yeah, like th- this totally, to me, this is like the people's champ type of movie. Because like, yeah, it came out, it made money, it did okay. But it's not like the type of movie that like five years after it came out, everybody was nuts about it. It's really like 20 years later, everybody uh-huh. likes it. And like, to me, that's like, you know, the true test of time. Like, you know, that determines what's a real classic and what's not. I mean... Can you guys name any other fucking Rita Wilson movies? I mean, pretty much after she, after a certain point in her Joe career. The was she in one of those Tom? Was she, the movie she met Tom Hanks on Volunteers or something? I think it's Volunteers. Yeah, Volunteers. Yeah, yeah. And like that's that's really it. And I want to say she had a cameo maybe in the thing you do, which she directed. But yeah, like she really didn't get. I mean, she worked compared to like an out of work actress, but like, yeah, no, how nobody dare, ever went to see a movie to see fucking Rita Wilson. How dare she criticize? Yeah, her probably her biggest movie. It's kind of like I read it. Uh, I saw fuck Daniel Baldwin. Daniel Baldwin, mind you, he was on some local news <laughs> fucking uh, show getting interviewed, and they were introducing him as like Daniel Baldwin, star of this, this, and they said Harley Davidson, the Marlboro Man. He played like the lead grunt in Harley Davidson, the Marlboro Man, and he had like. One line, they were dilettantes, sir. That was it. That's all he said. Other than that, he was silent. And he kind of, after her uh, introduction, he's like, uh, leave that one out. I consider that to be a B film. I'm like, Daniel Baldwin? What What are your A films? <laughs> yeah. Quit biting the hand, dude. He, he's so good. Because uh, that was the dude that was later in Vampires, right? Vampires, yeah. And yeah. he was extra fat in that movie. Yeah, yeah. He, he's probably, he, his career's yeah. going so good, he films some sometimes he films movies in my hometown, movies that I know for a fact have a budget of thirty grand. So, whatever his cut of that thirty grand is, <laughs> I don't think yeah. I don't think and he I, can be talking shit what's, about what's Harley Davidson. What's funny is he, that the, when when actors say that, or when Rita Wilson says this, or when Daniel Baldwin says that, it insults everybody that actually likes those. Because I like Harley Davidson, The Marble Man. I get it. It's such a fun oh, buddy. It's a buddy oh. movie. It's very by the book, but it's like I like it. It's such fucking like junk food. He it's probably great. said it as a more like not asshole way of saying what you said. Like, oh, I have one line in it, but that would sound too mean. So he's he tried to make a joke out of it. He's probably like, no, he he it was definitely like a snobby comment, kind of like, well, that money that movie bombed, so it's not good. It's not an A film. Like, yeah, it, mm-hmm. it tanked. But I think I think I looked that up one time out of morbid curiosity, and I think it opened up against like the worst competition you could have, and it just got fucking. And the fact yeah. that it was Don Johnson in 1990 or whatever, like you know, he he kind of went through a period after uh, yeah. Miami Vice there where he probably wasn't marketable. But Mickey Rourke was a stud, dude, back then. Well, Mickey Rourke you... was on the downside at that point too, though. Yeah, I, I, I kind of yeah. remember that. But like, yeah, like maybe I'm wrong. If you, if anybody looks up the release date, I could be wrong. But I swear. Harley Davidson Marlboro. I, I kind of remember going to see that in like late summer. And like, there's always that period of every summer, like, it's harder to predict when it is. It always happens some point in August, either the first week, second week, third week of August. You never quite know when, you know, but it's just like every year is different. But the summer movie season just dies all of a sudden, it seems like, and just nobody wants to see anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. What we're seeing right now is possibly Jake Lloyd's worst acting in cinematic history. I feel bad for the kid. He took a beating for a couple of movies, and it's just whatever. It's not his fault, but yeah, I don't know. 
I, I let it slide for this movie because he's, he's honestly he's, out, he's, he's arguably out acting his co-star there. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> well, like just oh. to, just talk about the Jake Lloyd thing real quick. Like I'm a Star Wars fan. I you know he I wouldn't you know he, I wouldn't say he's like a child prodigy as an actor or whatever. Like I think there's moments in Star Wars where he's good and moments where he's not the best or whatever. But I gotta say, rewatching this one again for this movie being made a couple years before Star Wars was, like I actually think he was like pretty okay for how young he was. Um, yeah, he's not. I'm just. I think that, cons- that was the worst delivered line. Like he's when he's consistent. going through the. Uh, He's yeah. consistent with the rest of the acting in this movie, and it all fits like what they're going for. Everybody's sort of ammy and up to eleven on this movie. Let me like. let me point out that like uh, he was literally just talking to his son about like uh, he, he's basically smoothing it over after he he missed his like karate tournament because like he was working late, and so he he shows up. He's like, you know what? I'm really sorry. Uh, how can I make it up for you? He basically twists his arm into telling him like, oh yeah, the Turbo Man doll. So he's like. He's just in the room with his wife now telling her, like, what just happened. Like, we were talking about the double man. And she's like, oh, yeah, you got the doll, though, right? And he's like, huh? Doll. Yeah. yeah. He's like, it's like <laughs> he's, that di- he's that disconnected from what he was talking to his own kid about. Like, if this movie didn't happen, it's just like a matter of time before he let that fucking kid down again. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I do, I do like the stuff. beginning of the movie what? where he's, like, being a big Chad in the office. Exactly. I want to piggyback on what you said earlier, Zach. You're totally right. Uh, if every scene is super punchy, like it really is snappy, right? It, everything's going by the, real the fast. Extended, the extended cut's a little different. Like I said, like uh, 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 a real quick, I'll repeat that. Like it doesn't have the namesake. In, the, in this version, they have that jingle bells, jingle bells song coming up, and then in the the extended cut, it's like a, a slower, somber song, and the whole scene has a different tone. Well, it's it's very possible it wasn't called Jingle All the Way at every stage of the movie. And I think this mm-hmm. movie, it started this trend of these shitty Christmas movies with like lyrics from Christmas songs plucked out of the, yeah. you, know, t- you know, like what, there's Deck the Halls, there's fucking, there's so many of them. I don't know, I can't even think I'll of them. I'll Be Home for Christmas with Jonathan Taylor yeah, Thomas. Yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, Christmas with the Cranks. Well, that's not a song. Christmas with the Cranks. <laughs> <Was laughs> I've, I've heard that song in a couple pornos. Oh, <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Christmas of the Cranks is uh man, it's a shitty movie, but I can watch it if that makes sense. I don't know. I, I think it's I a just, good cast in a bad movie. Yeah, yeah. I think I just like Tim Allen, and I know he's kind of easy to shit on, but I like Tim Allen. I like Tim and Allen too. Yeah, he's he's too likable, man. He's easy to shit on. Does he does he make a good toilet? Like, can you sit on him easily? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> even though in, in Christmas of the Cranks, when they had that like. Botox scene. It was giving me like bad nightmares from uh, what's it called? Uh, Santa Claus Three vibes when he had that yeah. robot. It's like, oh, what is this? Yeah, I, uh, I've only seen pieces of both the sequels, and they look they look terrible. But like, uh, here's a fun fact: producer Chris Columbus wanted Joe Pesci to play Myron, uh, fucking Sinbad's character, but he was deemed too short at five three next to Arnold Schwarzenegger, who was six two. This was. Yeah, this was yeah. despite the fact that Schwarzenegger had previously appeared in two films alongside even shorter Danny DeVito. Yeah, that's that's lame. I think that makes it even funnier when you have like the big guy, small guy. Yeah. I mean, Sinbad yeah. is that not an off the wall? I mean, I get it. This was this is peak Sinbad. I bet you Sinbad wishes he can go back to circa nineteen ninety four to nineteen ninety six. It's. I think he's the weirdest person to ever transition into movies. I mean, he was a comedian, sure, but he's like, well, a different world. Hey, let's make yeah. this guy a leading man. And he had this string of Hollywood pictures, Disney movies uh, for like 
three or four years. And I just think I just think it's weird that he's the guy that got plucked to be in an Arnold movie. But I don't know, it works so well. Yeah, I like the one where Sinbad played the Secret Service agent. First kid. Yeah, first kid. Yeah. And of course, uh, fucking uh, first house guest. First kid really ran for president, right? This year. Oh yeah. <laughs> the, the first he also kid did. To... He also did house guest, which has some great uh, holiday songs at the end of the movie, where he said, "Load the grill with fatty meat, put, put it, it on, on a bun." A a a. Amazing. <laughs> That's his best movie. I love it. And Hollywood Pictures, man. I don't know if they still make movies, to be honest with you, but like they were on a roll, man. I, I they made the best Polly Shore movie. Son in Law's Son in Law is legit a good movie. Like put aside your washed up Polly Shores and your relics of the early nineties. Like that's yeah. a movie that's it stands the test of time. Like I, I think that's a movie they should still run in syndication. Everybody should still like it. Uh and then I think House Guest is a great movie too. Mario Brothers was Hollywood Pictures. That's not a good movie. Oh, that's a great Yeah, song. Hollywood Pictures is interesting. Um in their catalog is not easy to get because it was there was a time where Disney could not exist making only family friendly shit. So they created Touchstone, they created Hollywood Pictures. And Hollywood Pictures like even made like cool R rated shit like playing God and Deep Rising or whatever. But when Disney kinda got back on top in the early two thousands, thanks to all the Pixar money, they were like, We don't need to compete with adult shit anymore because now we own Miramax and they'll make all the adult shit. So yeah, sadly Hollywood just like pictures just really went away quick and it sucks because I thought they made some good kind of, you know, mid budget uh you know, multiplex uh, popcorn type films. And I, I, th- I thought they'd abandoned Touchstone for a while, too. But then, like, you know, uh, touch, through the Touchstone moniker, they were doing uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit was part of that. And, you know, something that was a little bit edgier, you know, obviously, but still it could appeal to. And then Nightmare Before Christmas, when that came out, obviously they're like, ah, oh, this is too gothic, a little too dark. We can't do it, Disney. Let's do Touchstone. Uh, but then somewhere along the way, man, they started calling reprinting Nightmare Before Christmas as a Walt Disney classic, right? Now yeah. it's Disney. And and now he's all over the Disney stores, and they've sort of gayified it a bit. You know what yeah. I mean? And uh, at some point, they're like, you know what? No, uh, this is – yeah, I thought they – but I think I swore I saw something in the last couple of years where it was Touchstone. Like, where the fuck has Touchstone been? Yeah. Um, for for years, the only place Touchstone was was uh, you would see it sometimes at the end of some of their TV stuff, Touchstone distribution through TV. But, like, yeah, I think it's make, maybe until recently that name has been popping up a little bit too. Here it is. Yeah. Here's the great one. They're all gone. Yeah. The the table, man. Here's a great. Like, I can never remember exactly chronology. Chris Parnell here playing like a total goober. I can't remember if this was before or after he got on SNL. If it was before. I think think he was was one of those, uh, what do they call them? Um, Improv people. Featured guys. You know, where he wasn't on the official cast, but he was featured. And then yeah. the the other coworker guy, this kind of nerdy guy, looks like Pee Wee Herman or something. Yeah, it looks like Pee Wee Herman. That I remember that dude is like being like one of those guys who like he would like do these type of roles in movies, just a quick nerd or something. Yeah. But he would mostly be in commercials, just like TV commercials for products. For and sure, shit. and he looks like a cross between Pee Wee Herman and Steve from Blue's Clues. Yeah, I can see That's what he looks like mm-hmm. to me. Hey, you know what's funny? This is this Turbo Man, not Booster, but it's a uh, it's kind of like art or life imitating art because. Uh, I, recently, I, I've been unloading a lot of toys on eBay, and because what I, I'm a toy collector, and that whole scene—it's always been a fun hobby to me—and that whole scene's really dried up in the last handful yeah. of years because uh, smartphones have been out for a while, and then of course eBay—that started ruining it for people. 
um, just finding stuff in the wild and finding good deals and going to swap meets. You know, now everybody just wants to put shit online and compare. But what really hurt it in the last few years is now we have like much, much older people becoming savvy to iPhones and apps now. So now it's like you really can't. You can't find stuff in the wild anymore, so I haven't really uh, collected anything that wasn't newer or NECA that actually cost money. Nothing retro in a long time. So I have boxes and boxes of toys that just kind of sit in storage, and I have a Turbo Man, right? Because when wow. the movie came out, they released a very, very, very limited 28, line 28,000, of- I think. Yeah, they released oh, – or 22,000. 22,000. They released a limited line of uh, Turbo Mans, and they look just like this in the movie, in the box. Tiger you know, like Electronics that. put it out. Yeah, it looked just like that booster box with the Turbo Mans, the exact same. Uh, those things go for a mint. I mean, they're fetching 800 bucks, yeah. you know? And I'd so, like to have one. Well, you want mine? It'd be 800 bucks. I got it on eBay right now. <laughs> Jeez. What, what, what's your like opening or lowest that you'll take for it on your? So eBay I thing? don't I don't have a reserve on it just because yeah. they charge a fee now to do that. Uh, okay. And I have I'm confident it'll fetch anywhere from six to eight. But right now, I mean, I got like five days left and it's already up to four hundred. Wow! So, and pretty you cool. know, it's one of those things where it's got like thirty people watching it and it's all going to pile on at the end. I mean, I know how the the, the yeah. crowd works. And I also have a uh, Home Alone two deluxe talk boy sealed in the box too because the. Oh, the, wow. the the Turbo Man is sealed in the box. It has to be. That's, See, that's the when, when people have toys and they keep it in the box, is it really because they're trying to keep it mint, or is the toy just autoerotic asphyxiating itself? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I guess I'd feel bad for a Turbo Man if it was like Toy Story and they were alive in there. But no, the 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 Talk Boy, which is also sealed in the box, you know how much that motherfucker is going for? Probably probably like three hundred bucks. Nope, one thousand twelve hundred. Really. Yep, so mine's on there right now, too. And this is all shit that's selling in the last month. So I keep track of – it's like any other um, – it's like anything else where the market comes and goes. It dips, ebbs, and flows. Mm-hmm. Um, so – and right now it seems to be really peaking because just uh, two years ago, Turbo Man, Seal in the Box were going for about 200 Now they've just fucking jumped. I don't know what it is, uh, but it's the market dictating it. But that's what they're selling for. Same thing with uh, the Talk Boys have almost tripled. And so I, I love the talk boy. I do have sentimental value with it because that was my favorite toy growing up. I used to make, uh, well, like fake radio serials on it and radio oh. shows on my talk boy. Uh, but I don't want to sell anything that's sentimental, but unless it hits my price and a thousand dollars, twelve hundred bucks, that's my price. I don't need the talk boy in the box. That's fine. I used to get actually prank phone calls from a talk boy and like I knew who it was because I knew the idiot. <laughs> Who who, Hi, who, who did it? I'm home early. But it was a uh, a beta who couldn't do real prank phone calls. So like he would pre-record and use the talk boy to slow down the voice. Yeah. I remember my mom got all worried because we had this voicemail, and it was like, "Hey, uh, I seen you been talking to my girlfriend." Blah, blah, blah. My mom was like all worried, and I was just like, "Yeah, I know who this is. I'm not. I'm not really." <laughs> it was it was like soundboards before soundboards. Yeah, yeah doing that. You remember the commercial in the holidays for the the. It was the older sister, and she had a boy over when the parents weren't home, right? And they were snuggling on the couch, eating popcorn, and getting too close. And the little brother was hiding behind the couch, and he used the slow effect. And mm. he's like, hi, kids, I'm home early. And he played it behind him. Hi, kids, I'm home early. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was never that convincing. Or, no. like, especially in especially in the movie Home Alone 2. Like, the fact they really, uh, they really sold you way too much on the quality of that thing, right? Like, he had Uncle Frank singing in the shower. Right. <laughs> when uh, Tim Curry walked into the shower and he had the, the Bozo doll in there and it sounded like there's no way that sounded you couldn't you could no way you could hear that piece of shit through a shower and everything. But it sounded like real life, like he was right there. So they took some liberties, but it's a great fucking toy. How right lied about the fucking product, really? 
It did. The whole it, movie was a commercial for the fucking talk boy and they lied about it. It yeah. really was. Well, I, you know what? I don't know if, because they released a line of the talk boy that had no affiliation with home alone, just like the tiger talk boy or whatever. And it was kind of in a shittier, like plastic. You remember those, uh, like shitty handhelds, those tiger handheld electronics. Yeah. They used to sell one like that. And then they have like the home alone two line, which came in a fancier box, like the one I have. And it's got Kevin all over it and it's totally market material. So I don't know which one came first, but they did have two separate. Well, like one was deluxe and one wasn't, but yeah, it was a total commercial, man. Just real quick, because uh, we were talking about Sinbad, and he's really going to you know, kind of pop up like now for the second time for good in this movie. Yeah. Just want to say, Sinbad, get better, man. We're pulling for you. I hope you make a full recovery. Oh, had a stroke, oh, yeah. man. Poor guy. Yeah. Dude, fuck, fuck 2020. For real. 2020's dog shit. Boba Fett died yesterday. It sucks. Who? Who died? Sorry? Boba Fett. Oh, yeah. Boba Fett died. Yeah, um sucks. There's some... My my uncle just died yesterday. No, sorry about that. I, I it's just so weird, man. Like, uh, I, yeah, I mean, I've known, I've had a few people die in 2020 because of COVID. So, it, unfortunately, it's becoming like ro- a roll your eyes thing. Like, what the fuck else is coming? You know what I mean? Like, you know, you're so used to it now. It's like you're not. It's it's just bullshit. But um, yeah, man. I mean, we'll see if 2021 gets better. But don't take Sinbad. What what is it they I, always I, keep saying? Oh, they need to like all these uh, old people that are still around. These like legends and music or movies, or whatever. Just go hide in a bunker for a while. Like just you're not safe. Yeah, um, yeah. Like probably my worst fear this year was my mom catching it because she's well, she's seventy one now, but uh, apparently she has it now and she's making a full recovery and never got too too sick. Just pretty much she can't taste or smell anything. That seems to be the the worst thing. Yeah. There, there are. I've, I've heard like uh, a lot of people that like are really old and stuff. They get it. Like you think they'd be the the worst people to get it, and they they can make it. So it's completely like yeah. Sometimes yeah, it's just like they pull through. I here's a fun fact though. Uh, Tim Allen was considered to play uh, fucking uh, the role of Howard in this movie. That's funny. Yeah, wasn't it the one thing I heard? Wasn't it something about the scheduling with Santa Claus Part Two? He couldn't do both. Oh, he made the wrong fucking decision. (laughs) So, well, okay, so Santa Santa Claus was ninety four, the first one, right? Yeah, ninety four. Okay, and this was ninety six. So, I guess he would have been filming Santa Claus Two. I don't know. Like, yeah. Well, it said scheduling, but then again, I'm thinking, well, at the time, you know, Jingle All the Way is Fox. And Disney was like, you know, putting him in those Santa Claus movies, even if they weren't really, even if technically I think he could have filmed them both. I just don't think Disney wanted him to film both. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, he seemed uh, Tim Allen is one of those cases where it's like real old school. Like, you know, this studio owns John Wayne, this studio. He seems like a studio owned actor. Right. Because, I mean, I think there's like uh, there's like one movie I saw him do where it wasn't a Disney movie. And it was the only movie in his repertoire that was pg-13 and not pg was it joe somebody or something was that what it was called and it's got like that ensemble cast and i was blown away because it wasn't a disney movie uh well His i guess best Christmas... movie he did big Galaxy trouble Quest. yeah oh maybe big trouble is what i'm thinking about actually and then maybe christmas of the cranks isn't disney that's like fox isn't it no no that, that thing i read was complete bullshit because santa claus 2 came out like 2002 that's what i was saying yeah. i'm like i thought the years aren't adding up there unless unless he was contracted and they got delayed it must have been a contract thing well, he, he was still on home improvement too maybe there was like 
stuff there. Maybe it was just the first Santa Claus movie. Like maybe they were originally going to film this like a couple years earlier or something. Because you know sometimes that happens. Like they just keep restarting a film project and then somebody leaves and then blah blah. blah. Yeah, we should talk. This is actually uh, kind of about uh, the Cabbage Patch Kids craze that happened years before, and it just so happened that while they were making this movie, the Tickle Me Elmo craze was going on. Yeah. Yep. So that was like uh, they were filming a movie about like that time when the fucking Cabbage Patch Kids were huge. And the whole movie was written about that. And then like they were going through another one. And like, yeah, like fucking just people going crazy for fucking toys. And the... and, and it's uh, maybe it's just because I don't really I'm not part of this whole fucking scene anymore. But it seems like it's like we don't have this shit anymore each every every year but for a while there i could have told you there was that hot toy every season right that well was like the, the fucking uh, i guess the playstation and the new xbox could be considered that problem well there's there's not enough inventory to to cause this much craze on the right. playstation 5 yeah. right but i remember um fuck what would it have been uh so when the power rangers came out in 1993 that that christmas when all the toy line came out and the show was huge. My mom, I was huge into Power Rangers because I was the I was the perfect age. I was like seven, and uh, my mom said it was like Cabbage Patch dolls. She said it was insane. Get because mm. all they they just came out with the five basic figures of the five Rangers with the flip heads or six because they had Green Ranger Tommy in there too. And she said it was a nightmare, nightmare finding any of that shit. And um, and I actually got a Green Ranger, which was pretty rad. But uh, but she she equated it to like Cabbage Patch dolls too. And yeah. so. I, I mean, obviously, Cabbage Patch was my generation, but me being a boy, uh, the thing for me was Transformers, and I yeah. like, like almost. I mean, obviously, not like you see in the movie, but like how everybody just trampled everybody in the store. Like, like I, like I got caught in a trampling kind of. There was a because I was like whatever uh, wanting Transformers. You know, I would get like the, I could find like the little ones at, like at grocery stores and shit. But there was like a department store. It was called Gold, Gold Circle. They don't exist now, but. um me and my mom went and because uh, somehow she knew they were supposed to have them. It might have been when she was working there because she worked there for a little while. So anyway, like there was two entrances to the store. So we lined up at one and I guess other people lined up at the other one. And like for some reason, like they let our entrance in like a minute earlier than the other ones. So like we walked into the freshly stocked. Like it was like the entire aisle was just all Transformers. And like like I was allowed to get one of the kind of like the medium sized ones, like either one of the cars or jets or whatever. And like mm -hmm. you know, hardly able to find any for months and months and months. And now like here I was trying to get my pick of like you know, and I was just looking trying to decide which one I really wanted. Yeah, yeah. And like with, yeah. and then like a minute later, the crowd came and like everybody started, just like you see in the movie. I swear to God, like people were like, you know. And then my mom kind of like shielded me, and she's like, "You got to pick one. You got to pick one." And I was like, "This one." She would reach out, somebody would grab it. I said, this one. And basically, about the third or fourth <laughs> one, I think I got wheeljack that day. And I was like, "Cool," you know. But like literally, it was like a fucking cartoon, dudes, because they had all the big stocked ones, and then they had the smaller ones like that were on pegs, you know. And when the people mm -hmm. like it was, I'm not kidding. I'm not exaggerating within 90 seconds that whole half aisle was gone like there was only one or two little things just hanging off the pegs and but not on the shelves nothing i know zach's dying to say something about that pedophilia scene we just experienced but i have to make a mention zach this movie moves so fast to where we couldn't even comment on that scene because it's already over now we're on to jim belushi which you yeah, want to talk about too say, it's uh... like no way would they 
would any actor or Arnold sign on to have a scene like that today? Like, I don't even want to joke about that. Me being a kitty diddler. <laughs> like, yeah, I was going to say like, uh, you got to feel bad for him. Cause like you get caught in the fucking balls at the playpen and like, you know, fucking Burger King. Usually it's like, they don't know why you're there. It's usually like, obviously you're trying to snip the kid's panties, but like in this movie, it's just like, he was trying to get a fucking doll. Like yeah. leave Dude, him alone. he fucking grabbed her mouth. Like how, how inappropriate. I always, Howard should have been arrested. I heard, I remember as a kid seeing that scene where she puts the thing in her mouth, and it's, I, I just remember bursting out laughing. Like, what a fucking stupid kid! Even as a kid, I was like, what an idiot! Like, <laughs> well, this movie kind of has an edge to it because they totally play it as like a pedophile joke. Because aren't the moms hitting them saying pervert, pervert? Yeah, 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 yeah. Pervert. And he goes, "I'm not a pervert. I'm just looking for Turbo Man doll." And that sets up the next scene for him to overhear it and go, "You looking for Turbo Man?" Like, because the line is so injected and it makes no sense. Like, if you were just caught putting your big fucking baseball mitt hands on a little girl's mouth in the ball pit and everybody was calling you a pervert, you would fucking hightail it and just run away. You wouldn't yeah, slow I, down and just back away saying, I'm not the pervert. Just looking for Turbo Man try. I, I'd probably try to, to tell him what I was. I actually, like, yeah, you, you just running away probably makes you look worse. Well, well, yeah, for anybody not following along with the movie, basically what happened was, like, they only had X amount of dolls, so they were going to raffle them off, and they wrote numbers on, like, bouncy balls, and then everybody hit the guy with the ball, so they all went scattering. So, like, Arnold went through the, like, probably, except for the ending part, that was probably kind of, like, well, one of the main action scenes of the movie where he's running, jumping, and almost falling off, which, like, I had flashbacks to Commando mall scene when I was watching that the other day. But yeah, like he's trying so hard to get this ball, and he's like, "I gotta get the little ball with the girl." But I'm just like, dude, you got like one ball out of a hundred. Like, even if you pulled that ball out of that little girl's mouth, like, there's no guarantee at all that you'd even get a doll with that bullshit. Yeah, I think I think it set up that that was the winning ball because he got because like he started chasing it, and he's like, "Oh, I got it." I think that was it. But like, well, no, I think it was it, everybody that got a ball was going to get one. I thought that's the way it was, right? Oh, okay. I thought yeah. it was a raffle, but I could be wrong. Because what's the point of like, oh, everybody with a ball? Like, why don't you just hand the dolls out then if everybody with a ball? Because the guy just had a big bucket of them, and he was like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it made yeah. no sense, but we're about to we're about to add to the tradition of pro wrestlers that have played Santa with the Big Show because mm. we he joins the ranks of Santa with muscles, Hulk Hogan, unfortunately, and Goldberg as Santa Slay. Is Santa and... with muscles the movie that has AIDS? Yes, <laughs> in fact, it is. Okay. Indeed, just wanted to double check that. We're good. No, Terrible. sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, the fucking the guy who's always playing. Uh, one of Santa's helpers is playing a fucking an elf in this movie. He's on the, the Seinfeld episode playing it. And then he was on some other TV show around the same time. I mean, it's hard being a dwarf. I mean, in the acting world. What exactly. Peter Dinklage. He shook out of it. Look. I remember as a kid, like, uh, this scene always like, I remember like this completely going over my head as a kid. Cause like the idea of like bootlegging and stuff like that didn't really, cause I remember like, Oh, he gets the toy. What's he mad about? <laughs> he gets the toy. Like they made him pay way too much for it, but he gets the toy. Yeah. It's like the multilingual, just pull the little tab out of the back and then he'll go to the English speaking version or something. And then like, Oh, it falls apart. Like just put it back together. It, it didn't come in like put together. <laughs> Yeah, you were dumb. Hey, isn't this funny? That I was, my, yeah. Isn't it? Isn't it funny how my Turbo Man is going for more than this guy's fucking inflated fucking uh, scalping price? That's funny. Mm-hmm. Three hundred dollars. Dollars. 
Well, like, like the thing I kind of don't understand is I get he's, like, pissed that, like, oh, it's the Spanish version of the doll, so it's kind of like the janky version. But, like, I don't get why it falls apart as well. Like, is it is, is it supposed to be just that they're trying to pass off a, a lesser desirable Spanish-speaking doll, or is it just a fake doll in general? I think it's fake, yeah. Like, they're just bootlegging shit. Yeah, yeah. China bootleg. And again, like, like this scene kind of goes down in history with, like, the same level of criticism that the end of Halloween 3 gets where, like, they're still making the mask on Halloween or whatever. It's like, why are you still, like, getting all these toys ready for Christmas Eve? Like, it's it's over. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, where are you going to sell them in the next six hours or whatever? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I remember uh, this is like the this scene has some of the most differences I remember noticing from the different versions, like this extended cut. Mm-hmm, some yeah. of the scenes that are in this version are like different takes and shit like that. Yeah. Like uh, uh, there's an uncredited uh, fucking cameo from Vern Schroyer coming up. He yeah. plays the little things. I always felt bad little for him, buddy. kid. Yeah. yeah, I always felt bad for him. Like, he's, no, I always felt bad. It's like, oh, little buddy. But, like, watching it as an adult, it's kind of fucking hysterical. <laughs> little buddy. Yeah, it is hilarious. But, um, yeah, like, like I think this is definitely, because, I mean, like, the Turbo Man thing is more, like, cartoony. I mean, this is cartoony, too, don't get me wrong. But, like, like I feel like this scene, more than anything, they're like, well, we got Arnold. We got to do some type of action scene because, like, he's literally just punching and beating the shit out of guys here. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this movie doesn't have shit on. Uh, yeah, I think it's that shot where he does the little finger thing because I always laugh at that. And I think in the extended version, it didn't have that shot. And I was like, fuck this version. <laughs> he's about to get it. Yeah, this is where Vern Troyer tries to get Arnold to give him a rim job or whatever. <laughs> exactly. Bam. No! Oh. <laughs> I have to say that's one like trope I miss in movies. I like when people get punched and go flying like for. They always in in both this scene in that in this part where he got hit and also in Austin Powers as Mini Me they always gave him that voice. Yeah, that's not his real voice. No. Yeah. Because he did that. He's like yeah. Like like I love Jim Belushi like a lot. Um, so I mean it's cool to see him in this movie. But I don't know why. Every time I watch this movie, um, I get the feeling that it should have been Tom Arnold. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean they both. Yeah, Tom Arnold's even better. I mean he's so good in uh, True Lies. But yeah. yeah, Jim Belushi's fine in this too. But do you Tom see Arnold Big Bully like... is now on Blu-ray? I did see that as a double feature with another movie. Yeah, Peter my this this is yeah, hilarious this is too. Stupid, so stupid. This is so. Is Rita Wilson gonna trash this too? Like, I I don't like to be associated with movies. Those cops. Are oh, so. they they should have never bought that. You Ooh. know, I, I I bet other than the premiere, Rita Wilson's probably never seen the movie, and yeah. so it's like all she remembers is like what she shot. You know what I mean? And she probably yeah. just was bitching on the day the director like, eh, I can't do this, man. It's gonna look so stupid. It's like. You know, it'd be it'd be like if you're going to be in a Star Wars movie and you're like, oh, my costume is too silly or something. You know what I mean? Like, like you have yeah. to give in to the world of the movie. You know? Imagine if like, uh, what's her name uh, from uh, who played Lois Lane? Imagine she's like, why the fuck would I not notice it's him? He just has his fucking glasses on. Yeah. Mm, Terry Hatcher, that Lois Lane, she's the best Terry Lois Hatcher. Lane. If you if you enjoy some Terry Hatcher, then you need to uh, see Two Days in the Valley. Oh yeah, I that's should. Some, that's some prime Terry Hatcher. Unless you're talking about uh, oh, I like uh, Tango and Cash Terry Hatcher. Uh, yeah, I prefer. That's even better. I prefer Molly Hatcher. 
Molly Asher, dude, the, the Terry Asher and uh, Tango and Cash is so funny because you know they they play off that whole like twist that it's really you know Stallone's sister, but and they gotta they gotta keep the audience kind of guessing with the way they talk to each other. But like, dude, a brother and sister would not talk like that to each other. Like, you think they're literally about to fuck each other's faces, uh, but she's hot in that movie for sure. You What's unrealistic about that? Oh, yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't yeah. have a sister, but if I did. And let's see, we're talking about Margot Kidder, Zach. She's bad. She, she's dead, RIP, but batshit crazy Margot Kidder. Yeah, even she was, wasn't was like, hey, I wouldn't fucking know. I wouldn't notice that he's just not wearing glasses. Is this fucking Clark Kent? I met Margot Kidder and uh, with, with Riverman, and I've never met a more oblivious person in my life, so I I don't pass. I don't. You know, she might what have if, been that oblivious with Superman. What if it was all a play and she was just kidding with you because that's how she gets her name? Yeah. Amazing. Brilliant. She's just a genius fucking kidder all the time. Exactly. She's the Margot of kidders. She never lost her mind. She kind of reminded me of that, um, what was it, uh, that receptionist? What is it? The fuck? Tommy Boy? Remember when uh, David Spade was having a hard time talking about, like, was it a plane ticket? What? I don't know. He's like, hi, mm-hmm. Earth Call. He's like, and she's like, I don't think so. Just, like, looking right mm-hmm. through him. That's the way Margot Kidder, Kidder was. She was just a space case. Like, are you here, lady? I- I love this scene where he's just keeping on like, you know, it's like what Turbo Man says. Always keep your promises. And he just finally like loses it. And he's like, I've had it up to you with Turbo Man. Uh, fuck this kid. I would get pissed too. Yeah. Like, I'm trying man. to talk to your hot mom. Shut up for a second. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I, my dad would never have let me talk like this to him, by the way. He would have yeah. bitch slapped me through the phone. But we we need to talk about the real crux of this movie because it started as soon in the beginning when Arnold got home and he saw Phil Hartman on his roof. He knows what's going on. Like this movie is about a guy fighting for his family because his neighbor's actually trying to literally cuck him and take his family away from him. Exactly. He's gonna fuck the mom and make fucking Jamie Lloyd watch and then tell his fucking dad about it over the phone while he's trying to tell him about fucking bad things going on. I love, too, that, that they had one of those 90s movies phones, too, that J- Jake Lloyd did, where at the bottom of the phone it told you the phone company. <laughs> yeah. I never had a phone company like give me the phone to like use the service. Was, was that like a thing? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, not that I... I don't know. Because, I mean, we only no. went through like two wall phones when I was a kid, but we had to like buy them at like Kmart or something, hook them up to the wall. You know what I mean? It wasn't like... Like, like I don't know why you would buy an AT&T phone at a, at, at a store, you know what I mean? It's because that AT&T chick is so hot. Oh, yeah, that poor girl. Literally she's getting it. Yeah, she's oh. getting it tough. So really quick, this uh, diner this is filmed in Minneapolis, Minnesota. This diner features in a lot of movies filmed in Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, not limited to uh, Mighty Ducks. Charlie's mom works at this diner, right? Uh, Charlie, Bang, uh, yeah, Charlie, and then Charlie Conway, and then it's also in fuck. Uh, uh, what's that movie? Fuck. What is that movie called uh, with Jack Lemon and James Gardner? Grumpy old man. No, the fuck. Uh, my fellow Americans. Okay, it's my fellow Americans. And this this guy, this 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 guy working behind the counter, he appears in like all of them. Really? Yeah. He he must really work there. He has to. Right. So I want to have, if you watch my fellow Americans, he tries to give him like a fucking donut or a pie or a piece of pie. And he's like, it's all in the house. He's like, it's all in the house, old man. He's like in all of them. And it's this real diner. Um, and there's more movies, too. I mean, I'm, I'm losing it. But, yeah, it's a Minneapolis thing. It's pretty cool. 
If, we're seeing uh, our boy Sinbad for the third time. And uh, fun fact, the Johnny 7 one-man army uh, fucking gun, that's a real thing. And I looked it up on eBay, and it's going for 475 bucks plus 42 bucks shipping. Fucking our boy Sinbad needs to get on that. Damn, that's hard to believe because the way he describes it, it makes it sound like it's completely made up. Can I bitch, <laughs> can I bitch about uh, shipping, by the way? What the fuck happened to the U.S. Postal System? Oh, it's everywhere, happened? dude. It's everywhere. So, it's like... I, I, I recall some years back when they started changing the way they price stuff to add uh, a multiplier by the dimensions. It wasn't just weight anymore. Uh, but I sold something on eBay and I had to cancel the sale and I felt bad about it because uh, when you go on eBay, they give you sort of recommended um, shipping and uh, and don't ever fucking trust that. I made the mistake and I was like, fuck. And then I went and I did the calculations on the USPS website. I had it all packed up. I gave the I weighed I weighed it. I had all the dimensions. I put it in and it quoted me. You know what I sold? An Urkel doll in the box. A fucking shitty Urkel doll. Now the thing weighed like 24 ounces, a pound and a half in the box that it was packed in. And the box that I found was the perfect size. It was like exactly the same size as the actual Urkel in in its own box. So the thing weighed nothing. It was just the fact that it was a pull string doll. So it was 18 inches high, right? 18 inches high and like fucking like six inches wide, you know, like a pull string doll box. You can imagine it, uh, with the doll exposed. Right. And because of the dimensions, that motherfucker was going to cost $48 to ship the cheapest six day ghetto shipping. not even like priority basic. And I, I had to pull the sale back. I'm like, I am not spending 48 fucking dollars. You know what I mean? Like at a point, it doesn't make sense. Like no to profit. And I was uh, appalled. I'm like, so now completely lost money considering how much the doll cost you and whatever. Oh, the Urkel doll doesn't go for much. Right. I mean, I I know those are cheap because I've seen them around. Yeah. So uh, the Urkel doll, I I sold it for 40 and I was after eBay fees and all that shit. And I expected to pay a little shipping. I was probably going to net 35 max. So I wasn't going to pay 48 to make 35. That's fucking bullshit. So I had I had to cancel it. And I waited. I made the mistake of, well. What happened with this one was I accidentally forgot to turn off buy it now. So somebody actually bought it because I didn't want to fucking go during Christmas time, the post office. I wanted everything to end after Christmas. And so, but whatever, I was trying to honor it. And I went to the post office yesterday, 90 minutes. I was, I was waiting this line that just snaked all over the building. And so I waited 90 minutes and then I get up there knowing I'm probably going to make for pennies on this only to be told, oh yeah, shipping is worth more than the fucking doll itself. I, I just was... I was insulted. I mean, it wasn't the lady's fault. It wasn't their fault. But I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with the system? So now I can only sell stuff that's in a small box. Anything else will have to be sold locally. Was that yeah. um, was that like whatever that forty eight dollar price or whatever it was 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 that um, like also like pandemic markup prices? Because like I, I have no fucking clue. Yeah, man. like yeah. like I've tried to buy stuff not not uh, in the U S. but overseas. And we're like uh, from a I can't remember if it was Amazon UK or Amazon I think it was Amazon Germany, and like the shipping was like like uh, almost as much as the Blu-rays I was going to buy. And I'm like, wait, like I've bought shit from here and it's never been like this before. Well, they have a they have a type of shipping. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it is like a budget shipping, but it has to meet qualifications. It has to weigh under 16 ounces. Has to weigh under a pound, and it has to be. Uh, certain dimensions so basically if it's small like i have some like action figures that'll meet the qualifications because i can put them in a small enough box 
and they'll be fine. And those, it's like if you if it meets those qualifications, you can ship it like three day shipping, two day shipping for like under five bucks. It's great. But if you're over that, you're fucked. And the gap is just insane. Like I mean, it's just in the the fact that. The, cal- the the estimator when you go to the USPS website just fucking straight up lied to me and then I wasted my time as bullshit. So I'm just afraid to sell anything. You know, you know what other gap is insane? Fucking our boy oh, Arnold oh. Schwarzenegger's. I want to fucking Tony Hawk that shit. I <laughs> I love Martin Mole, by the way. He's so oh, fucking good. Mr. Mom, he's great. Roseanne, he was so funny. With you Fred guys Lewis. see Fernwood tonight? No. That was on when I was a real little kid. There's clips on YouTube's. It was like a fake late night talk show he would do. He was the host, and they used to have Gary Coleman on it when Gary Coleman was a little kid. Oh, it was it was the best, man. Anybody look up on YouTube Fernwood tonight? It was great. I just watched an old video of Gary Coleman on Howard Stern show. So weird, but no. yeah, Marmol's fucking the shit. So st- there, there's st- there's so many things I want to talk about with you, Aaron, but I'll save it till uh, we'll, we'll have to do a little bit after the credits chat. But uh, sure, yeah, go ahead, Zach. We need to talk about this movie. I was just going to point out that I stole that Tony Hawk Gap teeth joke from Mac. How Mac is going to words, too. It's, it's the, while we're recording this, it's the last night of Hanukkah. And, to, you know, you know, and totally against the good faith nature of Hanukkah, you're stealing jokes, Zach. You should be ashamed exactly. of yourself. I, I love the lack of consequence in this movie. Sinbad makes terroristic bomb threats, and he actually <laughs> delivers on a bomb threat because it goes yeah. off. Nobody does anything to him. Uh, I mean, it's it's only at the end of the movie when he straight up kidnaps a kid, and he doesn't even take it seriously. Like, he's probably going to jail for a long time. He's like, hey, man, thank you. That means a lot. Like, like it made his so... Christmas. It made his Christmas that this kid showed him the meaning of Christmas and gave him a toy. I'm like, he's about to get his ass pounded for the next – 50 years. Uh, the, yeah. cops, the cops probably just confiscated that and never gave it back to him. Yeah, I was going to say, that would be evidence. <laughs> <laughs> and our, That's you so know, funny. Yeah, I just, I don't know. It's so funny, like, yeah, everybody's reaction to all the shit that goes on. Ooh, I love that. Ooh. Thinking, <laughs> thinking Ooh. about, like, the logic of it afterwards is kind of, like, just as funny. Like, it makes the movie even funnier. Oh, absolutely. I love his sock gloves. They're so funny. <laughs> Also, too, it's it's kind of a beta thing, but uh, but I love how like with the Sinbad character, they totally want to cash in on the whole going postal, talking about the USPS postal workers going nuts and shit. But if you look closely, he's a completely fake post postal man. Like he like his his logos on his shit is something mail, something delivery. Like it's totally like a fake third rate company, even though all the colors of his uniform are like the you know USPS. I love uh, the classic Sinbad tirades and him going postable. You know, had sex with everybody in the office but me. Just losing Mm -hmm. his shit. Uh, He should have just pulled out a fucking Uzi and just ended it all. It's just like a a movie like this could have got dark fast. But by the way, just that second there where like somebody threw Arnold into like the wall of tapes. Like you can, he's Arnold's totally selling it like he's in Total Recall two or something. He's like, oh, oh, oh," he's getting hit and shit. He's like, (laughs) I. Yeah, I think he's I think he's brilliant, man. People need to fucking leave Arnold alone and shit like that, and leave movies like this alone because like you said, it's so quotable in that last forever. I saw Paul no, I saw Tom Green do stand up one time and mm-hmm. he made a good point. He's like, you know, people can shit on Freddie Got Fingered all they want, but everybody here, all you guys have been doing nothing but yelling, say this line, say this line, say this line. Does anybody remember a single word from the English patient? That thing won best picture. No, I thought so, right? 
when uh, it's my hooves. It's a, yeah, did, did you yell out any quotes when when he did that joke? Because I've I've been, I participated in that joke before too, Aaron. Oh no, no, I was working there, so I wasn't that into it. Oh, I was okay, like okay. waiting tables and shit. I didn't actually pay money to see him for fuck's sake. God, yeah, I on. saw him in come Vegas on. a couple years ago, and he did that part, and like everybody threw out the lines. But my favorite line, and 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 like he pretty much didn't acknowledge anybody else. He's just like, uh huh, huh. But my favorite line, I threw out the line, "This is a fancy restaurant," and he actually stopped and said, "Oh yeah, that's a good one." So I think it was actually <laughs> one he doesn't hear that often. But like, <laughs> but like when me and my friends saw that movie, like that for some reason, like that was the line we gravitated. We were always like, this is a fancy <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> Amazing. I, I tried watching that bum video for the first time in like 20 years. I'm like, let me see what the appeal was. And I watched it now. I'm like, this is so fucking dumb. That I prefer bum. I'm going to throw the piggy off the hill. Okay. His follow up. See, uh, I love this too. Like he he opens up a bomb. Right, right there, fucking just goes off in his hand, and it just, it just makes him like a little dark, like his, makes like his a skin. cartoon, yeah, yeah, like a Wiley Coyote cartoon, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we, we totally didn't. Uh, Arnold, his car ran out of gas. He's finally getting back to his car now. But we totally didn't talk about how you're saying how famous this Mickey's Diner is. We, yeah. we like, it's funny they would film all so all these movies in such a bad part of town. Because look here, Arnold's car is totally stripped. mm Hmm. Yeah, it's funny. Dude, okay, maybe carolers existed at some point in time in some, like, Charles Dickens novel in that period, but we always see carolers in these modern movies, and I've never seen a fucking Christmas caroler in my lifetime. Have you guys? I have not, and I and I have to say, if I were to see one, I would think it would just be neighborhood kids dressed normal, but, like, these fuckers got, like, full uh, period authentic Charles Dickens costume regalia, you know what I mean? <laughs> It just mm. seems like something they feel like they have to inject in every holiday movie to sort of uh, solidify or certify even more, validate it. But that's not like something that happens. I've never – I think it would honestly be looked – people would be weirded out by it a little bit. Like what the fuck's going on here? It's a bunch of people in California being like this is what they do in the Midwest. There's nothing else to do. They just go out and sing. Yeah, we, we totally miss all the great lines like, put the cookie down, that's my cookie, it's not a Tuma. Um, he felt, he, dude, Phil Hartman sounded like he was inside his wife when he was moaning I, about I that know, cookie. I know, so the great. cookie shit. He's like, oh, a cookie. Like, it's again, great. like, like that's why this movie has something for everybody. Like, they're trying to make it for adults, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Phil Hartman himself, like, R.I.P. He was, yeah. uh, he was donk. He was. And it's like the way he he went was fucking sad. That sucks. I know. Did his wife There's also a... kill herself? Is that right? Yes, she yes. killed his man. That's yeah. I was. I remember that. I, it seems like he died like right after this. Was it this year? Uh, I, I want to say I could be wrong about this, but I want to say it was ninety eight because I think I was on. Me and my dad were on vacation. We did like a Las Vegas, California vacation. I thought it happened during then. Hey, this is him at his lowest right here when he's actually considering stealing from a kid. That's funny. Like kids getting stolen from. That's that's funny. I think but he like, should have yeah. should have did it though because like like Phil Hartman is like a well not Phil Hartman but his character is a scumbag anyway. And it's like yeah, yeah. it's it, it's like he was going to bang his wife. Like if somebody's going to bang your wife, at least steal the toy. Yeah, guys, it was nineteen ninety eight. So so literally yeah. about a year and a half after this movie was released, he passed away. He embodies, oh, he, head, he, he embodies the sleazeball so well. Just like 
Jason Bateman embodies the douchebag very well. Like he always comes yeah. off like that jerky character, even when he's like the the nice the good guy, guy yeah. the main guy. He's like always kind of a douche. But. He he has he does smug well. Yeah. He uh, he was also in Small Soldiers. That was the last movie I think because uh, it, it dedicated it to him at the end. That was directed by fucking uh, one of the greatest directors ever made, Adam Rifkin, who uh, directed one of the greatest comedies, Detroit Rock City. Small Soldiers was. Mm-hmm. Or no, maybe I thought it was Joe Dante made that because it was yeah. like, oh, it's his return to Gremlins bullshit. Adam Rifkin wrote one of the drafts. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. I never of, sat through Small Rifkin, Soldiers. Oh, I love Small Soldiers. It's fun. Yeah. Well, does uh, yeah. See, speaking of Small Soldiers, sorry, Rifkin. Yeah, if Arnold would see, if Arnold wouldn't have thought twice and just ran out with that toy, none of this shit right here would have happened. Mm-hmm. Like not like not only would he like not have got caught and like his wife hate him, but Phil Hartman's house wouldn't have partially caught on fire. And you know Phil Hartman rather have like his doll stolen than his house burned up. And exactly. as, maybe I'm missing a part in the movie, but after this scene, he gets caught. And next thing I know, they're going. They're just like, okay, we're going to the fucking uh, f- parade without you. Like yeah. Phil Hartman's not going to call the cops. He's not making a big deal. Or he's, just, he's, just, <laughs> he's not like he broke and entered into his house, and he's worried about him stealing a toy. Like he almost arsoned and fucking torched his place. See, this and, town is very happy-go-lucky. They just let things slide. Or maybe they they just let, Or maybe Phil Hartman saw that as his ultimate end with Liz. Like I'm not going to call the cops. I'm going to come off like the big man here, and he just he just let me right. He just lewd my cock for me. I think That's you're right about do. that. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a fun fact. In March 2001, a U.S. District Court jury in Birmingham, Michigan, ruled that 20th Century Fox stole the script idea, Jingle All the Way, from Detroit uh, Detroit High School biology teacher Brian Webster. The studio was ordered to pay $19 million, later reduced to $1.5 million. Oh. Webster submitted the script, then named Could This Be Christmas to the studio in 1994 and never received payment nor credit despite the film making $129 million worldwide. But 20th Century Fox appealed and the verdict was reversed since mm. Webster's script was submitted after the studio had already purchased a treatment uh, summary or outline of what would become this movie script. I wonder how that even slips by because if he was a biology teacher, I'm guessing he wasn't in the guild. So they're not – those those – producers and executives they don't want to touch anything that's unsolicited right yeah. and not like in the so somebody must have fucked up and maybe they just got even more strict after that but uh i wonder how mm-hmm. that happens too how does that work the courts ruled him 19 million but then got reduced to one like if the courts ruled something like it sounds like it's too late for a settlement yeah, every yeah. time somebody gets big money in a settlement i notice it always gets appealed and either taken away or reduced by like 98 percent. and anytime you're trying to sue a big corporation it always seems to happen weird yeah yeah that's bullshit i think this movie too unless there's like one i'm like forgetting or whatever but i think this movie too like also started like the thing of like the comedy with the animatronic animal that's like acting up. You know what I'm talking about? Love it. Yeah, love mm-hmm. it. Like I like I know Santa Claus came out before this, and they had the animatronic reindeers in there, but it wasn't like the full on slap ass physical comedy with them the way it is in this movie and later movies. Now, Zach, I wanted to ask you because this we should say this was your idea to do this film. 
this is, I guess he felt bad for punching the reindeer in the face, but yeah, I remember seeing this as a kid and being like, I feel bad for that fucking reindeer. But then like the scene, they, they have the little uh, puppet, like look mm-hmm. at him and burp and it's like, Oh, he's okay with it. He's just chilling. Well, he, he, he's given the, the reindeer a bowl of beer to drink. Is that cause he's <laughs> trying to get it drunk so he can have sex with it? Hopefully. <laughs> That's what I see. He, he's fucked it up with his wife. He might as well try to fucking score something else. Th- that would and be a I, nice life living in this little shed by this river with this reindeer. Exactly. You think uh, his next door neighbor will let him fucking just live back there with the reindeer? Look at that. Yeah, they just, they just, so, I just think it's so funny. We just transitioned right to the parade. Like, yeah, fuck all that shit that just happened. It's so funny. Uh, that beer he was drinking was a local beer to this town that they made the movie in, too. Awesome. Yeah, support your local microbrewery. I'm for it. You know what I noticed last time watching this, too, is it looks like uh, I always remember this like, oh, yeah, the big fucking ending with the big parade. Uh, this uh, Basically, the parade consists of basically just this one road we see, uh, this one street. And then, like, yeah, it looks like, you know, there's a lot of people there, but it's not like a sea of people. Like, you know, and so it's like, yeah, I remember it being way bigger as a kid. Can I say that I would shoot a rope on this newscaster's face too? The chick, not the guy. Yeah, he's hot. Yeah, I was gonna say like he's playing weatherman Gale Force. This guy, and like I'm probably completely wrong, but I swear like I've only seen this guy play like either news anchors or weathermen before. He looks. He, it's funny because I had a Mandela effect. I'm like, that's gotta be. Is that Trevor Hillary Banks's fucking? You know the the fiance oh, yeah. that died and uh, Fresh Prince. But no, it's like he just he. It's not him, but it just he looks like that type of guy. Uh, I yeah. thought that those were the like real newscasters. They just had to do the movie. That like, dude, no, just, I, yeah, that dude's an actor for sure. I've seen him. Yeah, I've, I've seen him too. Lots of stuff. Uh, you know what? And I got to say too, I, um, I, I do not condone bullying, and I would never ever treat a kid like this. Or, but dude, I always looked at Johnny like, why the fuck is anybody hanging out with that fucking nerd? That dweeb. <laughs> Look, kid in the hat. Like, he's amazing. That's what I'm saying. Arnold should have stole the toy. This kid was going to be screwed up no matter what. <laughs> yeah, he looks fucked up. Like what kid? Like the fact that that kid, that kid's too old to be excited about Cat in the Hat. That's for damn sure. Cat in the Hat, and then the, the Cat in the Hat does a little jig. I always <laughs> remember that. Here it is. Wait, what's he gonna do? Oh, there's a tick, dude. That rules. The Some Leonardo. awesome Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I couldn't believe the tick wasn't. Wasn't the tick still relatively? Well, I guess the cartoon. He had, had a been fo- out. he had a Fox Kids cartoon. Yeah, I was gonna say. Time. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that. I thought he was still underground at this point. Cabbage no. Patch Kid, Rock and Slap Robots. There was Barbie earlier. Catnat. 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 Yeah, I love that. He's like, yeah, it's so cool. Yeah. I like how they're like, fuck yeah, Catnat. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you didn't catch a pick from Springsteen or something. Yeah. What the fuck? Fucking Catnat, man. He he like he pulled his tie and then did a little jig. That's dank. He acknowledged <laughs> us. I gotta say, like, uh, Rita Wilson's comments about this film not being realistic enough or at least not showing her as a strong enough female leading character or whatever her criticism was. I gotta say, like, all that slap-ass shit we saw of Arnold that he went through through this movie, like, like if you if you had to make the realistic version that Rita Wilson wanted, you'd have to remove all that shit. And I don't think this would be a good movie if it was literally just a realistic portrayal of a guy running from toy to store to toy store trying to find a sold-out toy. Exactly. And then it just ends with him not getting it because it's already sold out. I want to see the extended cut where after Phil Hartman gets totally rejected here, that then he decides to press charges against Howard for breaking into his house and all that shit. Because you know damn well everybody would. Like, well, now I'm not getting your wife. I'm going to fucking take you to court. I'm going to have you arrested. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, 
the cop just doesn't forgive you. Remember, he's like, sorry about the bike, the bomb. And then he he reveals that the eggnog he gave her earlier was actually his semen. (laughs) I was going to say, like, she turns him down, but doesn't he still come in this scene? Because doesn't a bunch of, like, white shit fly up all over his face? (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. I love it. Oh, uh, Turbo Man was originally called Turbo Tom. So much more dog. Turbo Tom. <laughs> that, that sounds like a porno thing. Exactly. I was gonna. Uh, I was gonna say though, like, like I forgot to bring up because like they established earlier in the in the movie that like at the the karate rehearsal or whatever, which I thought was weird too that they had karate class at like the local school or whatever. But like all the neighborhood women, like they want Phil Hartman. He just wants the married woman who's married to Arnold. So he really like it's not even that like he can't get laid. It's just he just wants to cuck. I kind exactly. of, no, I I always got the impression that he was a player and he fucked everybody. That's what I thought, but maybe maybe it is the way you're saying it, where he didn't actually take these offers. It's like I, Ben yeah. Healy when he in part two when he first moved to yeah. that new house. It's single mom central, yeah, and he's like the bachelor. You're probably right. Yeah, I like that. Like so yeah, he had white shit all over his face. He came. Dad, you smell like cum. Let's get out of here. What do you guys think of the smell of cum? Seawater, ah, you know, take it or leave it. It's it always reminds me of like uh, the stuff the the guys put in like the swimming pool or whatever. Like <laughs> I thought you were say the stuff guys put in your ass. Okay, guys, I think that's I think that is cum. <laughs> I don't I don't know if they put them in our ass or your ass. Cause <laughs> you're the one who came up with a great question. Who who's who's a fictional finger? Do you want up your ass? Et or the Ninja Turtle? That's a recurring thing with me is thinking about the turtles okay. finger fucking somebody and like how much money it would take. See, here's where the movie just takes a completely whimsical turn. Like the from now on, the same. Well, it is kind of the same logic because he did pick up a fucking bomb. It blew up in his hand. He didn't die. Like it kind of is laying out this logic throughout the whole movie. Was uh, Jim Carrey's Edward Nigma not available for this role as the set guy, set designer, no. awesome the, guy? Well, if they remade this movie now, I I would bet a thousand dollars that they would have that role played by Kyle Mooney from Saturday Night Live. This is like the role he plays in every Hollywood comedy movie. He kind of looks like the guy who directed Detroit Rock City, Adam Rifkin. Yeah, Rifkin is dog. He's a Chad. What is what did he do most recently, Rifkin? What's his most recent play? I don't know. Middle, he did the, bit. He did the chase with fucking what's her name? That was Christy a while Swanson. ago. That was awesome. Yeah. That was that's the nineties. That was a long time ago. Uh, is that is that the that's the one with Charlie Sheen, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a fun movie. That's a real fun movie. Do you ever hear that story about like uh, Denise Richards showing up like home and she would find Charlie Sheen like apparently this is in court records. She would find Charlie Sheen. In his, in like the living room, uh, ferociously masturbating to child porn. To child porn. Tell, apparently, yeah, I, I forget where I forget where I hear this, where I heard this. But like yeah. apparently, there's court records, and apparently, she's like, "You need to stop this for the sake of our children." He's like, "You need to get off my damn back." Dude, like that. dude, dude. I, I like. I'm not one to be like, "Oh, this didn't happen or that didn't happen." Be careful throwing that stuff around. Yeah, so loose. But it, but it, but it's kind of like that's either like a fake rumor or it was just <laughs> her lie that she told in court. Because like, dude, like, like with with all the child welfare investigations and shit that Charlie Sheen has had over the years and the rest. If the cops had a real juicy tip like that, man, they would be like scrubbing his internet history for decades. And to don't find you? And like don't you he, think if she came out with this after the fact, that they would probably be looking at her as far as like trouble? Like, why were yeah. you 
concealing this. Didn't report like, it or whatever. This is you can't well, come at us. My boy Charlie Sheen does have a juicy tip. I can't account, and I do scrub it from time to time. Have you got? See, if I would have said that right after the go, I would have. I would have gotten a laugh. Did My did uh, did you wait for him by the trailer with the Crisco jar? Exactly. Exactly. My favorite. Uh, oh, the Crisco. Fuck. My favorite uh, Charlie Sheen video ever. Like that whole period when he went just a wall from Two and a Half Men. He went fucking batshit. Tiger blood. Yeah. Dude, there's he was just. There's this video on YouTube of these two like frat house bros in the drive-through of a Taco Bell waiting, and then you know where the the ordering window is, and there's bushes. He just appears. He like Sasquatch. I remember this video. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, he just appears through the bushes, and he's all fucking high on something, and he's like in the window. What's up, guys? Ah, and he's like doing this video with them. That's just like something out of a Family Guy skit where a celebrity shows up on command. Out of nowhere, when he was high on Tiger Blood. He could just materialize, like he doesn't, like he just shows up out of thin air. I mean, how fucking random! Exactly. See, we're, see, I always thought like I, I, I could have sworn when I was watching this last time, I was like, yeah, they're they're real newscasters. I remember seeing them cover this, uh, this whole thing, uh, the you know the Thanksgiving parade, and I'm probably just thinking of this fucking Mandela. movie. Probably just Isn't funny how mind works like that. Just like the Simba. I love when he hugs movie. it. I love it. I don't know why I just love this so much when he hugs <laughs> it, strokes it, and watch this. He's well, embrace that. This Aww. this one's it's not just a Turbo Man doll. The one that he has to give away into the crowd. Like it's they say it's like a special edition. What's special exactly. about it? Is it it's just, got a silver T. The the T on his chest is silver instead of gold, which I oh. I always were, was told silver was worse and yeah. inferior to gold. Yeah. But oh I shit, dude. My, my fucking Turbo Man's going off the charts right now, man. You know, everybody's automatic bids are getting set off, uh, which I have to do some more research, man, because somebody messaged me about my Turbo Man, and they said, so uh, why is your disc launcher gold? Uh, I've I, I seemed to believe they're all red, and I did some research. I'm like, I've yeah, every picture I'm finding online, the disc launcher is red. Mine's gold. Like, it matches all his other hardware. I'm like, hmm, I Just wonder if mine's extra rare. Just tell him you got the special edition they use in the movie. Yeah, I was going to say, just tell him yours is a prop from the movie. I'll be like that guy. Uh, then the list price of every Turbo Man just doubled. Like it just, you just, you just increased the value of this. Yeah, I, I should have pointed that out. Yeah, I, I didn't want one in the box or whatever. But a couple years ago, even what they were going for then, like once I discovered this movie, I was like, oh, it'd be cool if I bought a Turbo Man. And I looked up how much they went for even out of the box. I was like, I'm not even paying that much for it. Am I crazy? Should I hold on to it? Should I actually sell it? I mean, like for that much money? Come on, would you guys or no? I mean, you so already I just... have it listed, so I think you kind of got to sell it, right? <laughs> I, no, technically, no. You're allowed to end. Uh, you can end an auction before it's over. Okay, it's yeah, I've had that happen, not on high dollar items, but just like little, whatever, $20 Blu-rays. I've had people just in the auction all of a sudden, I never understood what happened. I mean, you the only tur- it, yeah. The only Turbo Man doll I've ever seen in real life was my cousin Matt. He was the only one I knew that got one. Well, it's, I'm always wondering, like, I've never needed the money bad enough, and I always figure, well, these things are just accrue value, and I don't, like, display them. They're just in storage or whatever. But, like, I'm moving into a new house in February, and I'm like, well, I guess I could use the money now because I want to, like, up my podcasting and my, my workroom, and I want to, like, get a whole – I want to get an OLED screen for my uh, workflow and my PC. It's like all this shit. I'm like, you know what? I can just turn this shit into a couple of grand. Why not? But – and who knows if the values will keep going up or if they'll go down and, you know, I don't know. But, well, th- this is what I was going to ask you because it sounds like you've been collecting and selling a little bit here and there over the years. Like, because I have some shit, uh, you know, that it, like I could sell for, you know, a decent chunk of change, whatever. But like, I just never do because like I always feel like I'm going to have seller's remorse. Like, 
Yeah, you'll have X amount of dollars, but won't you be like, well, I don't have a Turbo Man anymore, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, so you're half right. I've collected a lot and for years, but I never sell, ever. Like, I've never sold. This is my first time. So, yeah. like, actually, when someone bought even my Urkel doll and I was heading to the post office, I, it felt like... <laughs> I felt like uh, walking like a funeral procession. It felt like, I, man, this is the first thing I'm selling, you know? And I'm like, that, oh. That line got a big laugh out of me this time because he just says, like, I've got a bigger brain. And it's just funny that he thinks he's not realizing that's what his costume looks like as he says it. Yeah, Sinbad. We should say Sinbad's dressed up as the villain guy who's like a ripoff of Lord Zed from the Power Rangers where he has a giant exposed brain. Apparently the the opening scene where they're showing the show was made to look like a rip off of the Power Rangers. Yeah, it looked just like it. Because yeah. even these guys that jump out to fight Arnold, they're like go, fake go, putties. demon team. They're like yeah. putties. Yeah, look at that. He dude, you have that rocking that kind of technology. Like he's like, hey. like his hand really flew off. What the yeah, fuck I was gonna there? say, where did his real hand go when it flew <laughs> off? <laughs> well, Rita genius. Wilson was not, uh, you know, being the script hawk that she was, that she should have been at the time for continuity and, you know, <laughs> realness. Yeah, I, I don't like fucking Jing all the way because that scene where his hand flies off and his, his hand's actually gone is fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Did she get a paycheck? Dude, I have to think Tom Hanks seems like the ultimate I don't have a stick in my ass actor. Did yeah. you think he tells her to shut the fuck up, cunt, sometimes? Like, Probably. Just, you know? I would. Uh, I, would, I, like would. To, uh, I would. Yeah. I mean, I think Tom Hanks has a, a. He doesn't shy away from saying, "Hey, I was in like fucking Joe the Volcano and you know Turner and Hooch and all this shit before we became Oscar bait." You know. Dude, my favorite Tom Hanks movie is Bachelor Party. What the fuck? Bachelor Party's fucking hilarious. It's uh, and it's. I think it's really raunchy for the era too. It's, oh it's, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's like really funny. girl fucks a donkey and all that. <laughs> Happy Hanukkah, <laughs> everybody. Happy Hanukkah. Oh, goodness. See, those people that talk about, fuck uh, Tom Hanks, he won't make a funny movie anymore. Like, yeah, like, people change. Like, he's probably just not that guy anymore. He probably can't pull it off. Leave him alone. Well, he does the Saturday Night Live thing, like, every year, and he seems to And that's fucking, that's that. where comedy goes to die, so that's how you know. Okay. Hey, like, I, Tom Hanks' career ain't doing too good, man. He's got to do all these Apple Plus movies and shit now. Yeah, oh, like, you, you see how... Fucking all these uh, Pizzagate guys are, are swearing up and down. He's like uh, dead. Yeah, <laughs> I know. All the pizza guys. What's with pizza guys, man? They're like they're like the inside of info people, like government exactly. information. Now. Exactly. That's that's yeah. even Steven's dad, man. That was Ren Steven's dad as that cop, the ultimate character. I see him in all kinds of fucking shit. He knows Shia. All I'm, all I'm going to say is I'm scrolling through the Rita Wilson filmography on IMDb.com, <laughs> and I'm seeing some real bullshit in here. Backdoor slut six. My big fat oh. Greek life. My Greek wedding two. The wild frogberries. I was my big fat Greek cock. I was yeah. like, I gotta see that. <laughs> Runaway bride psycho remake. I don't think oh, this is a person that sh- that should be. In the tradition of poo-pooing uh, movies. You should be shitting on the Psycho remake. We just I, remade the movie with shittier actors. Dude, I think as an actor, it would just be the ultimate blessing to land a holiday movie that picks up enough steam because it's going to be played every year oh, on TV. I would love it. You know, she, it's, she even said, oh, I know people like this movie, but I'm like, yeah, we don't watch it for that. your female empowerment message that you, which by the way, you have that message now and like you want to show, f- you know, female intelligence and shit. That's great. But like you made this movie 25 years ago. You know what I mean? Like it, you should have stuck to your guns. Is, in. 
every movie doesn't have to be a perfect example of every character in it. Right. Like right. you can have a, a dumb character and it, it doesn't say shit about women as a whole. Why not? By the way, this, the special effects here are so poor where he's flying around the city. I oh, say amazing. I, this I is say, what happened. No, it's very shitty. I'd say it's barely just one or two notches above Avengers Endgame. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the only studio that makes like, more and more money with each release but spends less on their actual fucking production. Exactly. Somehow. I'm pretty sure this is a remake of the Rocketeer. Rocketeer was donk. You know, Jennifer Connelly. Come on, was, Jennifer Connelly and uh, Billy. What's his fucking name? Billy is it Campbell? Billy Campbell, yeah, yeah, yeah great movie. I haven't, I haven't seen it since I was a kid. I've been wanting to go back and watch it. Me too. I, I saw it like I, when I was in kindergarten. I remember I liked it as a kid. I, I was when I was watching this the other day. I swear, like the whole scene where he flies around so much, it's like kind of pointless. But it's like <laughs> it, like the whole thing just feels like it was made uh, for, for a trailer. Well, for it's, trailer or three D, <laughs> yeah, well, which didn't exist at the time, really. Look at this. Look at that. Yeah. Why is he fucking like he's audio rock? Like he's got a belt around his neck, I know. trying to not to come. No, but, uh, but you know what? I give it credit. It goes full cartoon here, and I like that. When I see mm. stuff like when he went through that uh, African American family having yeah. Christmas dinner, like that—that's something they made just for a trailer because it wasn't the trailer. Like what? Yeah. The? Like why is that there? That and when he kicked the flaming head out of Phil Hartman's window, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And they're really like that, man. Like, I, I've talked with enough of those people, and they're like, we need something for the trailer. Like, I was, I've, I told you in the past, Zach, when we were writing and working on that one thing that still hasn't seen the light of day, like, literally, one of the potential backers was like, mm, needs more levitation. Like, what? There's what, levitation? Like, what, this isn't Evil Dead. Like, they, they didn't give a shit what the movie was about. They just wanted some levitation because it was hot right now in, in the Middle East or whatever. Mm. Like, so you want us to shoehorn in something just for a trailer? Some guy levitating when there's nothing supernatural? <laughs> okay. That, that's that's you know a good what? tip. Think... I'm, I'm working on a script outline right now. Maybe I'll put some levitation scenes in it. He needs more levitation. Yeah. And Randall just tells that all two... the time. Like, yeah. Just have... Just have two characters levitating while they're talking to each other and don't even acknowledge it. Like, don't explain anything. Yeah. Like, but oh, no, they it, wanted that for the trailer. But, but it hey, really is a thing. I, yeah, go ahead. I think, uh, I think the, the only difference on that Turbo Man action, like the special edition, is that the, the it's still uh, gold, but it's chromed. It's all chromed out, not matte finish like the rest. It's yeah, like yeah. got actual gold, probably like, like 14 karat gold instead of like plastic or something. Amazing. This 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 movie, this holiday movie, to me, it's somewhere between the Santa Claus and the greatness that is Home Alone. Home Alone's kind of the high bar, uh, you know. And, and and by the way, Rita Wilson should be glad she's in a holiday movie because you could say, you could say Macaulay Culkin's washed up or whatever if you want, or he's emblematic, a relic of that era. But he's always going to be a pop culture icon because yeah. Home Alone will not die, will not die. I kind of. I kind of want to get Rita Wilson to cosplay as Rita Repulsa, and I'll be Tommy or, or Lord Zed, and we'll fuck, we'll fuck like stone test bunnies. Hashtag well, hot take. I think the I think the lady who played Rita Repulsa is better looking than Rita Wilson. Boom. The one. What about the one that replaced her in the American version when they lost when they had no more uh, Super Sentai footage and they they went to that Latina and and to yeah. write that in they had to like write in the story that she got like a de aging serum. Yeah, I like her too. I know, yeah, I know sure. you're talking about. Like, I, I wasn't still watching when she was on the show. I only saw like the first. She was in the movie, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah, the hot Latina chick. She was in the yeah. movie too. Way better but, than Rita Wilson. 
Uh, well, no, I was going to say it on the other end of the spectrum was like the Santa Claus, which I love the Santa Claus, too. But I too. the Santa Claus it is one of those movies that resorts to using cheap fart jokes. Yeah, I, I don't like the fart. Humor. Like, like uh, I can't remember. Didn't um, it like they don't oh, play it like it's a fart joke. But when I've Phil Hartman it. first brings out the reindeer, don't it fart or something? No, it the, the reindeers fart in the Santa Claus. Okay. Right? That, so, look, oh, easy, Rudolph. And then when Scott Calvin gets out of the bed the first morning back after the North Pole, he farts. Bleh. They do a few in that movie. And that's just the ultimate, hey, kids are seeing this movie. They love farts. Like, okay. it's, it's just, pretty lowbrow. We just talked over the thing that she hates about this movie. Oh, she yeah. finds out yeah. and she goes, Howard. Yeah, she's just Howard. pissed at her performance because she's a shitty actress and she can't sell it. Oh, Howard. she was great. She was amazing. Robert Conrad's great. I, I like how the kid instantly doesn't want the doll anymore. Yeah, I'd be fucking pissed. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? He's like, Jimmy, are you sure? Like, you motherfucking piece of shit. Yeah. Like, I'm going to abort you right now in front of all these people. See, this scene's, this scene's super cute, though, because, like, this whole time he, they find out, oh, it's him. He, like, you got a smile on your face. And then he says, oh, oh I don't need the doll. I got the realtor man I, home. It's like, oh. But, I like, think, uh, in real life, it'd be like, fuck you, kid. You yeah. know what I just fucking went through? That's what I'm saying. I think the Christmas message they're going for is kind of lost here. Like, what's the message? Like, give give unto others. Give like I, I get it. The meaning of Christmas. He's give, but no, what? Your dad is I about mean, to go down and probably serve a hundred years in jail for this. I know. Keep that Both doll. Fucking Sinbad. Like he he like basically he wasn't a bad guy. Like he's got a kid and he's just like fucking Howard. He just fucking he was uh, on the losing end of getting that fucking doll, so he was willing to stoop to lower. Fucking things that Howard. Well, I mean, Howard almost stole from the kid too. So yeah, it's just like fucking. Uh, but yeah, it's a cute little ending. Why couldn't they give him a box with that special edition Turbo Man? It looks like he found like. It looks like know, one of the like, bootleg ones. Yeah, it looks like one of the bootleg ones where he found it at a Goodwill or something. That's my dad. Jay, I. That's another thing. Everybody, you know, I'm perpetual George Lucas Star Wars defender. Everybody's like. There's like this like retelling of history that George Lucas picked the shittiest kid out of all the kids who auditioned, and they're always like, "Well, everybody in the room was saying, oh, like, why don't you pick these other kids? They're better.'" And George said he liked Jake Lloyd because he wasn't as fake and rehearsed. But I'm like, dude, like, he picked the kid that just starred in a big hit movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's not like he plucked him out of obscurity from a fucking shopping mall, like you know. It's like he actually, you know, mother on phone, Mo Collins. I mean. Even if he did, like, he is like, well, this kid's already been on a set. He knows how it works. We're not yeah. going to have to fuck around with him that long. I bet he hangs out with Brian Bonzel now. They both have those sweet teardrop tattoos. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. I'm a, I, I like Jake. And the, I support the, him. The kid from Kazam, too. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Well, he went straight cholo, dude. Like, I didn't realize he was Latino. But now you see him now, and he's like, whoa, he's. He's definitely. I had no idea he was like Chicano. I think he. I think he was in like The Wire or something like that, and he played like one of the gang members or something. He looks it, man. I never. So. I never knew that kid uh, did other stuff. But that uh, was like Max. Since they, um, since they shot these pretty much back to back, Arnold did uh, Jingle All the Way, and then he filmed um, uh, Batman and Robin. Do you think when he like they showed him the costume for Batman and Robin, he was probably like, "Why does this look shittier than my Turbo Man costume?" 
Exactly. Now that costume was great because he had the blue thing in his mouth. Yeah, the, the LED light. It, it, yeah, it lit up his like tongue and shit. <laughs> I actually think the 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 suit and the costume is fun. Uh, it looks pretty neat. <laughs> On the Mr. Freeze, and uh, you know his dialogue it, is bomb. He too. knows it's in a shit movie, and he sells the fuck out of it. So it's like whatever. He, what's funny is like he's like the only one that knows it's a shit movie too. <laughs> like George Clooney's all like, "Yo, I'm really going mainstream here. Look how well, mainstream." And there's that video from like Access Hollywood where he sh- he's doing press the press junket for the movie, mm. and and he's shit talking Arnold. Like he he's shit talking the movie he's supposed to promote, right? Have you seen that video? You know what I'm talking about? No, no. Okay, I so it's George it, Clooney. Though. Yeah, he's talking. He he knows. He's like, I was in the shittiest movie ever, and he's trying to answer questions. He's not even trying to pretend like mm. he likes what he just did. And uh, he's saying all kinds of derogatory shit about it. And he's like, well, Arnold Arnold said this. We had Arnold on. He said this. He's like, yeah, that, Arnold would say that. He's like, Arnold would say Arnold's fake. Yeah, basically, basically the, what do you think of your new movie? And he was like, uh, and it'll, Arnold said it was like going to be fun for the whole family. And, he, and then he was like, yeah, Arnold would say that. <laughs> well, no. Uh, well, uh, you look at it when Arnold was doing press for Mr. Freeze, uh, he was like on the Tonight Show and he was going like hardcore cheer. He was really selling it like it was a sham wow. Uh, and that's kind of his job. They kind of pay him to do that, right? It's in the contract. Well, yeah, you and can that's, literally get sued if you either don't do the press or you, you make the press shitty on purpose. You know what I mean? Well, and I, I always quote him, right? I tell you, Zach, where he's like, he's like, Mr. Freeze makes the Terminator look like a babysitter. He was like, yeah, telling he's like that's what he said on like Tonight Show. He's really selling it. And uh, George Clooney, if you catch his interviews on shit, he's like the opposite. Like, yeah, Arnold's fake. Arnold's, of course, he's fucking telling you that. Yeah. I, I don't know. He seems like a fucking stick in the mud because after that, uh, George Clooney's foray into blockbuster movies was over. Now he just wants to make all these like Coen Brother type movies and he wants to make like all his like produced, you know, and I don't really Which like any fine. of his movies. I mean, I don't really like too many of his movies, to be honest with you. Yeah, I like, uh, I like him, but I own very few of his movies. I think the, the best ne- movie he ever did was from Dust of Dawn. Yeah, but that's that was pre sticking my ass. That's before he really, really, really blew up, you know. But I agree. But and that, he's got that Netflix show that's coming out that looks interesting. That's that Lost in Space looking fucking thing. Mm. Is is everybody still watching the movie? Because there is an after credit scene. Yeah, I'm, uh, so I'm still watching the credits. They're going. Yeah. Oh yeah. I saw the best they, boy they, grip they, was Kevin Rambo Fitzgerald. If you watched the extended cut, you already wa- you already saw the after credit scene as the ending. They right. just like moved it to that after the credits. Right. But it was meant to set up a potential sequel. Which oh, we did I get. Would, I would have loved that. We did that. get. We did finally get. Oh, God. Larry Don't even mention that abortion. Which, which, by the way, this movie was kind of rare, I think, because it's a Fox movie and Disney bought Fox and they, plus Pandemica 2020, like they probably weren't reprinting copies as fast as they needed to. I had to look around to every retailer online to find a fucking copy of this. But but every but I tried eBay first and uh, oh my god, dude! I had to wade through listing of the listing of shitty DVDs of Jingle all the way to with fucking Larry the Cable fuckface. Oh, Drew, yeah, the, Drew, new, the new Turbo Man, the new Turbo Man and Jingle all the way to is just a teddy bear. It's the big craze, right. the teddy bear. Right. Yeah. All the people Dog want shit. it. Dog but uh, yeah, like. Uh, what do you think of the, the the Blu-ray cover of this? It's one of those where they tried to make it like, oh, it's a Christmas movie. So we're instead of him wearing the uh, Turbo Man outfit on the on the front of the movie, we're gonna put a Santa hat on him. Technically, he never dresses up in a Santa suit, but it's not yeah. really false advertising because it's, it's a Christmas movie. And he's got a beard around his neck. Yeah, Jake Lloyd's yeah. like pulling the beard off of him, revealing it's Howard. But I mean, 
that that fits the context of maybe if he was in the Turbo Man suit, like you said, like revealing it's him. But yeah, yeah it's totally well, the back totally cover is even wackier. He's got the Santa hat on. He's holding a Turbo Man. Dog. All this is clearly photoshopped. He clearly never took a photo like this. <laughs> He's got Sinbad in a fucking headlock. <laughs> well, like the in the in the front cover, it looks like they ripped that shot of him in bed right where he's yeah. like got his eyes wide open but they like added a whole bunch of photoshop to brighten it or something it looks like shit um <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know one, the one uh i noticed like uh, after watching this i was like man that, that movie still holds up i still really like that movie i love this movie actually it, it hits a warm spot in my it, it came out that perfect time and like, uh, yeah, I was like, I'm going to look through some of the uh, reviews and I, a bunch of the reviews I was seeing, like, it, it seemed like they, they uh, went into it, watch like, because of the Blu-ray cover and were like, what the fuck? Like, they were shocked that, like, there wasn't like, like, a lot of them were like, I don't like how depressing the movie is. It's, it's very, uh, it talks about like, you know, the fucking commercial aspect of Christmas and not much else and all this shit. Betas. I, you know, yeah. it's funny, too, is I always know everybody always goes on and on and on about Arnold and his acting abilities. But growing up, I never got it. I never saw him as a bad actor. And then I started getting no. older and I and I kept seeing him as like the butt of this joke of acting. And maybe it's one of those things where he was just so larger than life and he's so charismatic to where it just outshines everything. Like, I don't really he's Arnold and he's so charismatic where his acting works. I mean, I don't see a bad, I mean, clearly I guess it is right. The whole, oh, he's doing the Kung Fu. He's got a little, a lot of weird shit going on, Yeah, but he, he, he was directed to act that way. There's nobody. There's, mm-hmm. I don't think there's a, there's nobody that's more charismatic as a front, as a, as a leading guy. than Arnold. He's, he's likable. Like bad acting is sellable. As long as you're likable, like fucking the Reeves, he's not a great actor, but he's likable. Well, I mean, l- look at commando when, yeah, he's, he's kind of uh, militant and, you know, lack of expression and he delivers lines kind of like in total recall too. And those older movies, he says everything with such authority where it's like, fuck. Okay. He's just so charming. Like he's just, he's got, it. he's charismatic. And he's, he, he's got the accent too. So you can like, Oh, he just, he sounds different because you know, he doesn't like he's uh, from another place. It's a little different. Down there. I mean, I, re- I really do think when they, they talk about in the industry, like, he, you know, this person just has it like an it factor. It, you do have like the really, really good actors, but when you have these really, really, really awesome, like play actors and stage actors, they're, they're, they're like fucking mostly character actors, but the leading men, always have like that it factor or charisma over anything else like your Keanu's or your Arnold's like it's not just the acting mm-hmm. um, but yeah like those guys are going to be like your your side guys they're always going to be like that so yeah we we talked to her but she goes the after oh, yeah, that was, yeah she goes yeah that was fun he puts a star on the tree they're all happy she goes that reminds me what'd you give me for Christmas and then it fucking zooms into his face like oh shit <laughs> yeah, like like I, I, I gotta I got say, to it works better as an after credits thing than the end yeah, of the movie. Exactly, we've all been there. We've all been like, oh, I forgot all about you. Yeah. Fucking uh, the, the, the fucking Thanksgiving isn't a real holiday. I just fucking yeah. And it doesn't really. It's <laughs> he forgot about everybody. Up, it's not a scene that sets up a sequel. Just it's Look. literally a fun Easter egg. That's yeah. you know. Although I will yeah. say the theatrical cut, I don't like how the theatrical cut. I like the theatrical cut better overall, but I don't like how it ends. Like he just gets carried away on the shoulders and it just fades like really quick. Like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. it just seems like it's the movie that, doesn't have a real ending or something. That rocky ending. He goes out on top. Yeah. They should have. They should have freeze framed on his face. 
It should have had the Jacob's Ladder ending, and that explains why everything was so fucking unrealistic, and he was just like in his comatose and whatever. He was dead the whole time. He's a vegetable or whatever. Macaulay Culkin comes down, fucking takes him up the ladder. If I remember this right, the main thing I kind of remember as being in the extended but not the theatrical cut is the extended it adds in the Lisa Simpson cameo, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, that. yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah, she's uh, she's definitely – I don't remember what she played, but I, I do remember that. Well, well, like Arnold hears like, oh, this lady just left with the last Turbo Man. So he runs outside, and, and the guy says like, oh, she has such and such type of jacket on or coat. I think she's coat. driving the car that we don't see in this version where he's chasing it in the back or right. something. Isn't she – something like well, that? Well, she's walking by, and she has like a box in a bag, and he's like, he's like, he's like, oh, the fur coat, that's got to be her. Which like, why would you think that's her? And he's like, I'll pay triple what you pay. And she's like, oh, okay. So he gives her the money, and then he opens the bag, and, and like it's actually – booster or whatever and then, and then oh, he's like yeah. and then he then in like a little crybaby pussy he just paid 90 bucks for a booster doll he throws it in the trash i'm like dude you pay three times going rate for a figure that's everywhere give that to your fucking kid like yeah, no i gotta I throw it in the trash it's not good enough 90 dollars no. down the drain who gives a fuck yeah, I don't know that. Everybody wanted – like, they had Booster and Droves, but when I was a kid, like, yeah, maybe I wanted Tommy the the most, but yeah. I would absolutely love to have had somebody else. Like, yeah. I, I like the Power Rangers so much to where, yeah, I wanted, like – I was a little boy, so I wanted the guys first, but you know what? I eventually yeah. did want to get the pink and yellow Ranger just to round it out, right? You want to have the whole set, and, like, in that scene, whenever they you find out that the Booster, no one wants it. If you look in the background, you can see the Dementor action figure, too. Yeah, I was no going to say, the bad guy, like, what's the point? Like, I don't get the point of having just one doll from a toy line. Like, don't you need them all to kind of play out the stories and shit as a kid, you know? Yeah. Not yeah, if you're my not if you're my grandmother. They were, like, hardcore, uh, uh, like, Baptist, and, and they never let my – well, I got around it because I never always lived with them. But my little brothers, when we lived with them, they were never allowed to have the bad guys because it was, like, I don't know, representing evil, and they were, like – so. Ugh. Yeah, so like he could have Batman and Robin, but he couldn't buy the Riddler or Two Face when Batman Forever came out. So oh. you had to like you had to like play Batman versus Robin, like oh we're training or something. And That's lame. <laughs> and I remember when uh, the Phantom Menace came out, my little brother Dylan he wanted Darth Maul so bad, and they were out shopping, and he showed her, and she just looked at it, and I swear her soul left her body for a second, and she just went Satan. <laughs> yeah, I could see that with Darth Maul. You should have been like, you should have been like, bitch, that's a Juggalo. They're down with Christ. <laughs> but, uh, are down it was with Christ. so funny, man. It was just like that. Yeah, growing up and like that. But uh, I don't know. Uh, toys, man. I, I have uh, on the topic of toys, man. So I've never sold anything. This is my mm. first time ever selling anything because. I, but I want to keep that shit, myself. Aaron. Keep I kinda, it. I kind of want to force myself. I'm, I'm torn, man. Part of me wants to force myself out of that comfort zone and be like, Aaron, you're at an age now. Sell the shit you don't like and just keep the stuff you like. Because, yeah. okay, the turtle. You don't the, like Turbo Man? Yeah, and come on, dude. Turbo Man. Let me, let me show you. Okay, I'm a big Turtles fan, right? I'm not selling any of my Turtles memorabilia, right? Because nah. the Turtles shit. Uh, I will make room. I'm gonna. It will be displayed. But the Turbo Man, I was looking at it. I'm like, man, I've had this thing for years now, and it's literally never left a box in storage. And the only time I see it is when I move or whatever, you know. And I'm, and I, and so I'm like, am I really getting any joy out of this? And it's worth such and such. Maybe I should get rid of it. I mean, it's cool because I like the movie, but it's not Turtles. And yeah. now the, the Talk Boy, 
I have sentimental attachment there because, like I said, I that was my favorite toy growing up. But I'm like, I, it's been in a box for years. Like, am I really getting any joy out of this? Am I going to take it out of the box? So I'm trying to force myself, you know, into that stage of my life where I don't what need. If, what if the guy that buys it from you takes it out of the box and comes on it? And that's that's all right. As long as he pays me that fucking those greenbacks, man. Yeah. What if but, he comes on it and then sends it back to you? But speaking of, <laughs> I guess I, I'll clean it and I'll sell it again. Uh, but like, I, I, I'm now at the stage where I never used to open stuff and now I'm glad because I'm selling it. I only think I want the toys now that I'm happy opening because I don't want to sell, you know? And yeah. I, and I have, uh, I don't want to sell anything sentimental that especially, like I said, it has to be like fucking talk boy numbers for me to consider it. But like, I have a talking Lord Zed from the Power Rangers. I was a huge Power Rangers fan and I wanted that fucking thing so bad. And I have that in the box, and it doesn't go for like a lot of money. It goes for about fifty bucks. And um, you know, after you ship it and everything else, I'm not gonna make that much money. And I fucking love it. It's like it's not worth it. I'd you rather the, keep. You think the guy, our our boy Frank, uh, Sam Yeager, who designed Freddy Krueger in Part Two, where he pulls the top of his head off and says, "You got the body, and I got the brain." You think uh, he tried to sue him for Lord Zed? Oh, oh, one thing. oh, speaking of Freddy, man, I uh, I have the Jackie O'Harley Freddy, like Ew. the mecha. I have I. I, I buy shit when I get it on the cheap, man. Like uh, everything I have, by the way, I just I acquire like at, at flea markets back in the glory Sell days. Sell that shit. I did. I got that online right now. That motherfucker goes for like upwards of fifty bucks, and I got it for like a dollar. The thing is, is um these NECA collectors they don't give nobody likes that movie, but they're NECA fan, fans. They want to collect the NECA because it's a NECA. Yeah. And that I have no problem selling because that's a, I'm kind of embarrassed to own it, but uh. And uh, the, the I have these like Gremlin NECAs that I bought at a Suncoast video for I you know three ninety nine on clearance like five years ago, and I I'm always picking up shit on clearance. I'm always cruising the clearance racks even if I just got to stow them away for a while and hoard it. Uh, it's a Lenny and a George from Gremlins two, right? And and they're real tiny NECAs, dude. Those fuckers are going for one of them's like up past a hundred. It'll probably end up get fetching one hundred eighty. The other one will probably catch like one hundred twenty. I just. Those are really fucking rad because I love Gremlins too, but I'm like, I don't get any joy out of it. So I just, I don't know. I don't know if I should hoard shit or not, but. Uh, See, like, like, like I've never sold any of my shit either. Like the closest thing I could say is like when I had to, you know, clean out my dad's house a couple years ago, I had to like let some shit go. And it was, and it was, it was more the shit that was like in a million pieces. And if I wanted to search and search, I mean, some shit I did, I kept my Ninja Turtles, even though they were missing a lot of pieces. I let the G.I. Joe goes. Because uh, they were so in a million pieces, uh, I kept the Transformers, and I actually kept. Uh, obviously, I kept all my Star Wars, and I kept uh, Mask. Those were like the whatever the main four toy lines I kept. But it, like that other shit, even though it was in pieces and it been in pieces for years, and I needed to put it all back together and stuff, like it still sucks not having that shit. Because like, like I guess that's different because those are the ones I grew up playing with and shit. Yeah. But if you can afford to keep your shit, like your Turbo Man. I guess it all comes down to how much you like this movie. Like, I would just, like, it would be donk, like, one day if you had, like, a cool home theater and you had the Turbo Man, like, sitting on a shelf somewhere. Because to me, that's, like, a movie prop, even though it's not literally a movie prop. You know, it's, like, whatever. The Talk Boy, I get it's a movie tie-in thing, but that's a little bit different, you know? Like, Well, that I, was a prop in the movie. Was it not? That was a, it was a main m- plot mover. That but like boy. you, but like you said, they sold it separate too, so it's kind of just like whatever. Whether or not you know? it was before or after, I don't know. But yeah, how so, limited? How limited was the talk boy? 
enough to where they're going for a thousand to twelve hundred. I don't know. Yeah. I, it must be the deluxe one that's limited. I have no clue. But I, I would mean, imagine it's got to be in the box. If you have one out out of the box, it's it goes down to like two three hundred. So the box on that fucking makes yeah. all the difference. Yeah, I, I, I personally I would say like, do you need the money? Because I mean, it's like even if you sold every piece of whatever valuable little thing you had, it'd be a nice chunk of change. But it's like, or do you need the free space? Yeah. No. Yeah. We'll see. Even so, if you don't need the money, like at some point you could need the money, and it, like the longer you wait, the probably more up in value yeah. is going to so go. So here's the yeah. So who knows? So the thing is, is I'm moving into a bigger house, so I'm going to have more space now. Tons see, of yeah, I would space. keep everything. Yeah, it's just it's it's weighing on my soul a little bit, and I'm I'm starting to have remorse, and I might I might cancel everything. But I told myself if I can get to the stage where I just kind of get you know it, somebody wrote a book about it, but you, you take all the shit you own. And look at it and, and create two piles. Like basically you look at something and say, is this bringing me happiness? And if it doesn't, you put it in the anti-happiness pile and you get rid of it. And and it, and, and if I were to talk – the toys that I would never sell, uh, I, I won't sell turtles because I, I the, love the turtles. I won't thing, sell – I mean that's the thing though. Like I'm sure there's a bunch of parents that at some point when their kid's being really fucking shitty, they look at them like, you're not bringing me happiness right now. But like yeah. we would – we would shit yeah, on yeah that, that happiness old. pile of shit is dog shit, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> that, that's 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 for people who live in you know twelve hundred square foot like whatever. Like like right now, my house is a sh- is you know we've been renting this house for a number of years. It's really not so much that we can't buy a house; we can't find a house that we that we like. But it's like, yeah, it sucks because I can't have all my shit. My shit's all in boxes and it's all piled up and it's whatever. But the second I get that house that has the square footage and the room layouts that I need yeah. to put, like all this shit is coming out of boxes, dude. Like it's you it's all going to be displayed. And so it just, fun. I think you're selling me because it's so funny. And I was kind of thinking about this before we started recording, but the reason why all the shit was in boxes is because I never had adequate space. Yep. And uh, this new house I'm moving into is like 2,800 square feet. Uh, it's, you know, it's just me and the lady. So it's like we, it's going to, it's tons of storage space, you know, tons of storage space if I want to put shit up, but I now, and five bedrooms. So I now have the space. It's like, yeah, why, dude. why you, am I now, I'm now moving in the place where I have, I'm literally going to have a work office. I'm going to have like a podcast writing room. I'm going to have all these extra yeah, bedrooms dude. where I could make into hobby rooms and, or, and I'm like, now, why am I wanting to sell this shit now that I'm going to have like, <laughs> space to, to me, it's the dumbest time to sell. I mean, unless you have a problem with cash flow, I get it practicality comes over but i'm just talking about sentimental I'm, shit yeah. and yeah. it's just like you know I'd yeah say, no I'd say at no. least wait till you you're in the house you have the stuff there and then like once everything's out and it's like oh now yeah there are some things i could consider clutter like you could sell like the cluttery shit maybe like that jack or haley <laughs> but uh maybe i should we'll see it's not i always figured this is good rainy day stuff like if i ever really needed it but i do have a good job and i have the cash inflow come my only reasoning yeah. was i'm moving into this house and it's very expensive like when you're transitioning you're buying a new oh, house yeah. and also so i'm like you know what like I, we want to do all this stuff and you know you move into a new house you're gonna have to do some furnishings and shit like that like i'm gonna have to put some shit on a credit card there's just no way around it like i can't i can't put down all this money on a new house and then fucking not put furnish these extra but it's gonna happen and i'm gonna have a little debt for the year but I'll get it paid off. I have great, I have good cash flow. So I'm like, so I just thought I was like, you know what? I want to do this and that. Like if I literally sell just those two fucking items, it'll pay for this, you know? And I was just thinking of it like that, but 
maybe I should just save it for that rainy day. I hope never comes. I always told myself like, man, sometimes the shit hits the bricks and you get laid off. Yeah. And it's like, fuck, I'm having a bad year. Now I'm going to cash in this $5,000 hoard of toys I have. Or, um, you know, or like, God forbid someone gets sick and you really need money. So maybe I should, man. You're, I'm starting to think otherwise. But outside of that, there, the, the things I would definitely would never sell, turtles, uh, I would – I'm not really – I'm so sick of the movies at this point to be honest with you. But I would never sell my Marvel action figures because I love my Marvel toys. I yeah. love my Marvel toys. In fact, one of my favorite – maybe my favorite toy. Uh, it was a 90s line, so you might be a little too old. They had uh, the Planet of the Symbiotes line. Oh, uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, where they started doing like Riot and all these offshoot symbiotes and shit like that from that line. And all uh, the female and, ones. And yeah, shit. yeah. And also, yeah. I wanted the Venom so bad. And I remember I wanted it so bad. I used to go to KB Toys and I just look at it and just like drool all over the box because that toy looks so fucking BA, man. And, uh, and I remember my mom got it for me and it was under the tree and I knew the shape of it because I had studied it. And it was just yeah. wrapped. And I'm like, I just want – so that has – and I remember uh, my dad had a bad drug problem. And so like anything we ever got he pawned like the couple days after yeah. right because he went on benches and then my mom she did the sweetest thing in the world man after my dad died um my dad didn't really believe in like buying presents and shit like that and so we it kind of the buck stopped at a certain point with like the childhood stuff and my mom yeah she, she, classic uh manipulated spouse she just kind of like fed into whatever my dad made her do but at once she when he died she told me he's like you know what the weirdest thing this is going to sound terrible but when your dad died i felt like a spell broke and she instantly felt bad for all this stuff. And so yeah. for a couple of years after she died, she just started buying me all my favorite toys again for Christmas as an adult. Wow. And she bought me that Venom. She went on eBay and she got – it's in the box. And I just – I love that toy. And, yeah, you know, it goes for about 50 or 60. And I love that toy so much that I want to buy another one that's outside of the box. I can get it for like 20, 30 so I can put it on display and I want the one in the box. So I thought you were going to buy another one to come on it. I love the 90s X-Men shit, man. I've got, like, the uh, Days of Future Past. They had a whole 90s. Yeah, I would do that. Days of Future Past, I have, like, all those. And I have, uh, like, this fucking 24-inch Sentinel that's just totally badass. Like, I just love it, man. And uh, I would never sell Power Rangers stuff because I – and I love all the new shit they're putting out for Power Rangers. I, I think toys – they're way cooler now. Like now they're aimed at adults, right? All these companies are making more collectibles. They're not toys. They're collectibles. I'm all about it, man, because, you know, I yeah, I love my turtle shit, but I have like a giant turtles from the 80s. It doesn't look that good. It looks like an 80s giant turtle. It's yeah. nowhere near as cool as my NECA TMNT 90 statues I'm looking at. So I, there's a you place for both. you ever take that turtle? Do you ever take that big giant turtle and put it in a police cop juggle? Y'all see it? Y'all see it? The police cop juggle? Remember that video? But, no. <laughs> No. But oh, anyway, baby. I, I don't want to run your podcast on too long, but yeah, that's my piece on the toy. No, I think you sold yeah. me. I think. Uh, I, 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 well, I'll put it this way, and this is the way I think, because I'm I'm also sitting on a stockpile of things, and uh, you know, some of it mine, and some of it that was my dad's and whatever, and and I'm gonna part with a tiny portion of it, like probably like five to ten percent of the stockpile I'm sitting on, uh, and most of that has to do with just having similar items that are similar to it or whatever, and like, but. In general, this is what I say. Like, I know money is money, and it's hard to make money. And believe me, like, nobody knows how hard it's to make money. Like, like when I was, like, 31 years old, I was scraping human feces off the wall at Best Buy. So I know how hard it is to make a buck. But now I do that... do that for free. <laughs> you do that for free, Zach? I do. Okay. But uh, anyway, what I'm getting at is now, you know, it's, it's whatever I, I'm... 
I can't remember how long I've been at my current job now. I think it will be 13 years in April. You know, been working a real job now for 13 years finally after for decades working shit jobs. And it's like, I don't need the money. In ter- I mean, everybody needs money. I need money. I need money if I ever want to buy a new car. I need money if uh, if we're ever going to get a actually buy a house the size that I want. But right now, this second, like, I don't need an extra five hundred bucks. I don't need an extra thousand bucks. So the way I look at it is, I can make another thousand bucks. I mean, I will make another thousand bucks. You know, just keep working. Don't quit my job. But I'll never get the shit back that I'll sell for that thousand dollars or however much it is that you're selling. You, you understand what I'm saying? Like, yes, you that's can make a good point. You and can make another two hundred bucks, dude, but or whatever. Like like just like the Urkel doll. It's like it's like Urkel doll ain't worth that much money. You can make another forty, fifty bucks, but you can never I mean you can technically go get an another Urkel doll after you sell yours, but what the, what would the point be? You already had it and you let it go, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you're right. There might be a time where turbo mans aren't so hot. Maybe that twenty thousand is going to dwindle down to like how many of those going to end up in landfills or flooded yeah. out. And you know, maybe there's maybe there's not twenty thousand anymore. That's for sure, yeah. right? Um, I feel you, and I have the same thing. I have a retro game collection that is worth quite a pretty penny yeah. too. And I look at that stuff, and I'm like, it's just, it really is just uh, decor because, you know, I, I it's like a Spotify. I now have like mini consoles that are emulation boxes that have all those games at my disposal. I have like a little boxes I can turn on that'll be actually formatted to my HD TVs and I can, and it's got 2000 retro games loaded onto it. So I'm really not playing my cartridges anymore, but I love right. looking at it. I love right. looking at it. And, and you know what? You can make the argument, right? There's the argument of uh, material possessions and just like, and I've been there too. I traveled and I used to just like uh, fucking just purge most of my shit. And it felt so good to have nothing. Um, but at the same time, you can make the argument, you know, look, money, you know, life is finite money. You can make more, like I said, if you're in a certain situation and yeah, you could, you could sit there and rag on all these people that are going out and, uh, fishing a barrel. They're just taking the bait and they're buying a collector's edition of the same movie for the fifth time. But in a way, this stuff makes some people happy. Because oh, it, it makes me happy, dude. That's why I, I I spend so much money every month on Blu-rays, and I've heard people tell you know to all that. So, or I was like, you don't understand, like all the shit that you do. It's cool that it makes you happy. It'll make me happy. Buying movies, getting a movie, watching it—that makes me happy. And, so and even like, just like collecting it. So it's like, and then and you could argue, it's like when you walk into someone's house, you could tell a lot by that person by looking at what they collect. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh, this is this is this type of person. This is what he values. So, yeah, it's it's this kind of weird argument you can make. But it's like, yeah, it's like, I mean, what else are we here for? I mean, we're going to die. We're making money. And if you get rid of all material possessions, if that's your thing, great. But then you're really just living to work. Like, why are we we're working? Exactly. Working. Spend your money to a degree. Be responsible. Save. But enjoy yeah, don't, the don't blow your money. But don't you know. I mean, but don't I guess it, you don't you can collect shit and have stuff that you enjoy just possessing and not have that mentality of, I get it. It's not going to go with me when I die. Right. I get it. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying my time on this earth and maybe it would be nice to leave stuff to my kids. Right. Like, Hey, this was my favorite toy growing up. I I mean, that's, that's the thing too, is like, you know, like, like I have like musical instruments and stuff that were my dad's, you know, like, like I can still play them. I can still do whatever I want. They're worth X amount of dollars, but to me, they're priceless because they're my dad's. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like, yeah, th- that's what I'm saying. Like the, the only, the like in all my years of like whatever in life, like the only thing I really ever sold, 
I sold one pair of shoes. I have a big shoe collection. I sold one pair of shoes because it was shoes of a player I didn't like, so I sold them. Unless it's something that you look at it and you're like, I don't like this for X amount of reason. The whole, the you know, people got real caught up in that Chuck Palonic Fight Club shit. The shit you own ends up owning you. It's like, yeah, that's cool. And to be fair, like, like I probably owned half the amount of shit 20 years ago that I own now. But I think I'm actually happier now owning all this shit, in all honesty. And I get the second I die, and whether I have kids or not, or whoever I pass along to, like, I'm fine with all the shit that I treasure ending up in a fucking trash dump somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, it's fine. If somebody wants to take the shit, or want to sell the shit for pennies on the dollar, or just throw it all into the fucking trash. All my Blu-rays, all my DVDs, everybody, oh, physical media is garbage, I can stream this, I can do this. That's great. But to me, like, this shit's worth something. And, like, the second I die, I'll be dead. It won't matter anyway. You can burn all this shit for all I care. But it's like you said, life is finite, dude. Enjoy it while you can. A lot of people have their things, right? Like, for some people, it's vinyl. and, Mm. And, or whatever. And there's something... I don't know. It's a hobby. It's fun to collect certain things. And and like I said, I miss the I, I miss the pre even like boomers and everything else knowing how to work a smartphone because I yeah. used to on my days off on the weekends, every weekend I would hit up my favorite flea markets and pawn shops. And I loved I'd spend hours on my favorite flea markets. And just and it was okay if I didn't find anything. Most of the times you didn't, but it was so much fun looking for that diamond in the rough. And some people would even argue I mean, by the time you find something that's kind of a halfway decent deal, you've wasted so much gas money over the weeks or you wasted right. so much of your time. I'm like, but I enjoy it. Like, exactly. I, I enjoy talking to the people at the booths and, and just make it, you know, making the circuits. And I love looking and I love just – it's the same reason why some people love to grocery shop, that ritual of just kind of being in your own space and your own head. I fucking – it was so tranquil, dude, because I do it by myself. Nobody else would have the patience to go out all day like I wanted to do on a Saturday. And it was just so much fun and – yeah, man, I'm not going to get bent out of shape about it because, I mean, it's one of those – it's a pleasure. It's a life pleasure. I mean, like, what else? So Yeah. If somebody hey, likes going to yoga every weekend, man, I mean, maybe that's my going out and, you know, surfing the fucking pawn shops or whatever. But sorry, Yeah, dude, but. like, like I, I don't buy vinyl, but I totally get why people do, and I support it. And that's another weird side thing is, like, here's me holding my Blu-ray I just bought, and somebody's like, oh, that's so disgusting. A film on a disc in a plastic case? Ugh, I don't own anything. But, like, they never say that to the people who buy vinyl. You never, like, the second you grab a Blu-ray off the shop, physical media is dying. There's always some smart-ass, physical media is dying. They never say that to people who, like, vinyl is the oldest fucking shit in the world. It's the oldest, most outdated technology. But nobody says shit to people who buy vinyl. Why is that? Like, I mean, I'm glad they don't. Don't harass them. They're buying a fucking piece of vinyl because it brings them happiness and they like hearing yeah. the music. But it's like, have you noticed that, like, what's with these weird, st- like, we live in this weird time and I don't want to get too much in a rant. But it's like... We always have to suck the dick of the latest technology and claim it's better than everything else. But then there's, like, mm-hmm. some things. It's just like, well, dude, why are you sitting there eating a steak? Don't you see they they sell that Soylent shit at the supermarket? <laughs> <laughs> you just suck some weird gel out of a tube, and that's your dinner for the night. Why cook a steak? You know what I mean? It's just like, dude, it's like we, we, are, we are living, breathing animals. And, and there's so many moments of unhappiness. So many moments of my happiness. Like, why are we doing this podcast? This podcast is costing me money. I just got the bill, another $108 a year to host this podcast that I never make a penny from. Why would I do yeah. it? Hey, hey, guys, let's just turn off the recording now. There's no point in doing this. It's like, because yeah. we like fucking doing it. Like, while I was working all day with my job that pays me money, I was waiting to get off to do, to do this with you guys. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like, st- stop my, chasing the, the weird my, Ikea way of life. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
my buddy Pat Zach that you know of, uh, he's a huge vinyl guy. And, you know, he makes those jokes about like, oh, his wife, like, oh, God, when she sees my vinyl bill, you know, those like married jokes. I mean, but he gets so much joy when he gets that new vinyl in the mail that he ordered. He found a good deal on Discogs or whatever. And like even if even who cares, he's not even thinking about it flipping. He just loves it. Even if like that thing is lost value the second he purchased it, he got it was probably worth the joy he got of looking forward to it all day. Like he works, he works his job, he pays his taxes. Just the fact that I have all week to look forward to a package coming in the mail and he gets to open it and just appreciate it. And he actually listens to it. Me, I'm afraid to get into vinyl because I would go hard onto it. So it's like I don't need another vice. But uh, yeah, I appreciate vinyl, but I'm one of those guys where Come on, let's be real. They don't sound nearly as good as CDs. What are you guys fucking smoking? But they're beautiful. Vinyls are so beautiful, and I love it. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, like, why does that not have value? Even if I wouldn't, didn't want to listen to it, why is not just looking forward to it and just the gotta catch them all mentality not worth it? I mean, but a lot of people that collect shit, like I know within the retro game community, once they, it seems like it always happens, man. Uh, People just spend years and years and years collecting like every NES cart, like all 822 NES carts and they'll complete a certain collection and then they've reached the top and there's nowhere else to go. And they'll be like, exactly. well, and they'll sell it all. And, and then, and a lot of them will start over on something else. Like, well, I'm going to move on to the, so I haven't yeah. hit that yet, but, uh, that the whole collect and trade mentality and always like binging and purging shit. Um, but I don't know. Some people are all about that. That's a weird way to look at collecting. It's like, oh, it's a it's a thing I got of. Uh, there's an end goal, and then once I reach it, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very bizarre. Like, I mean, literally, uh, like literally in the like the like well during the pandemic because I I went crazy like you know just buying Blu-rays and stuff and you know because there was nothing else to do like I couldn't take a trip anywhere I couldn't go to any more basketball games couldn't any you know and it's just like I'm kind of at the point where now I have to think about uh space of shit but that's just that's just a temporary problem so it's like the first time i really thought about like you know when i go through and i'm buying stuff on the cheap you know it's like should i buy you know seven movies instead of 12 you know because then it'll just it'll be just be in a pile of whatever because i run in a shelf space but it's like other than those like that actual physical concern you know and like some people just walk in and puke in my house they see so many i have seen people freak out be like oh you still got all these movies and shit and it's just like yeah and like you can't watch really three-fourths of these movies on streaming so it's like they serve a purpose you know what i mean like like whether that purpose be functional and you listening to the music watching the movie or just the function of it is just you're happy that you have it you know what i mean like i will say mm. when i moved to arizona from missouri i I sold or I traded in all my VHS collection, all my DVDs that I'd acquired, and it was quite a quite a lot. And uh, I didn't feel as bad that I did. Well, I, it just to ship all those and to bring all those with me, it was going to cost yeah. an absorbent amount of money. So it's like it was one of those things that I felt like I had to do. Um, I, I I obviously kept some DVDs that at the time were not on any other format or out of print, you know, like some yeah. select few things. But I'm like, I didn't feel as bad after that to be honest with you uh, but maybe because i felt like i don't know i uh, if i have a i had a blu-ray version especially if i had a blu-ray version like i, I don't need the dvd i guess yeah. i had that mentality like okay i can cut this off here um but i don't know to, but to, to me part- that's a little bit different with movies though because there's well i mean they keep telling us 4k is the last physical format maybe it I, is maybe it I isn't i kind of think it is but yeah but but you know but you know what i'm saying like with, with vhs dvd at least that point in history when you were selling those in trading them you knew 
you know, I mean, there's some movies that just got stuck only ever on VHS, only ever on Laserdisc. But for, I mean, for the most part, you knew there was at least a chance that you could reacquire those movies. And, and you know, like like there's some DVDs I have that a lot of them I rebought on Blu-ray, and some of them I just never did because I'm like, well, I don't want. You know, I wa- I bought this, I watched it. You know, back when my collection was smaller, I would rewatch stuff a lot more. And I'm I'm kind of like like not over this movie but i'm i kind of wore this movie out on dvd i don't need to rebuy it on blu-ray because if i get the blu-ray i'm just going to watch it once more you know so i'll just keep the dvd or whatever but like yeah like and that's what scares me about the whole uh you know in general i don't have a lot of the fears that a lot of the physical collectors do about digital i just don't think it's very good in all honesty and the reason i say it's not very good is it's like it would be so hard for me if I got rid of my physical collection and I wanted to see this movie. Like, to me, it's about choice. If I wanted to go find this movie or that movie, like, there, it's hard. Like, where is it? Is it something I subscribe to? Is it something you have to buy separately? There's a lot of movies. I couldn't find Jingle All the Way streaming anywhere. I, I had to order the Blu-ray. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, to me, the movie thing, like, when people say physical media is going away, I'm like, well, I mean, I, I guess tell that to, like, you know, Severin and, and Vinegar Syndrome. Like, I'll be fine if all the the major studios drop it because they're just going to license their shit out to the smaller companies and they'll put mm-hmm. it out anyway, you know? So, yeah. Well, you know, on the toys to wrap it back, wrap it up, I, 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 I've always had that mentality of, like, I don't need to sell this stuff. So, why am, so why am I doing it right now? Right. Why? To, like, to 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 speed up the debt I'll have to pay off by a couple of months. Yeah. Over the next year. Like I'm yeah, putting it in perspective now. Maybe it is kind of silly. Um, Here's what you should do. This is a genius thing. This is the Chad move. Give get it away a to credit you. card. Get all the debt and then uh, file for bankruptcy. Chad. Big Chad. No, nah, dude, if you were like, should I sell my Turbo Man so my kid can get braces? I would say do it cuz like there's money that's well spent like like perfect example, like like it sucks that some things are expensive. Like I hate it when I have to pay for something like I really don't want, um, you know. But it's just like a life and I was like, oh, this sucks. I got to pay X amount of dollars for this. But like certain things, like you know, like when I when I've had pets and I've had sick animals and they needed medical treatment to get over things. That to me, that was always money well spent. You know what I mean? And yeah. like. And that's what I'm saying. Like, if you don't need the money for a good that's cause a right day. now, I've never hit that wall where it's like, yeah. oh God, I need money, or like this, these mafiosos are going to break my fucking thumbs. Exactly. I've never had that moment, you know, because like you said, and you're putting it in perspective, I can just make more, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, well, and, and that's, and I think essentially that's all this is really going to do is speed up, like, yeah, like in a year I would have remorse. Like, well, fuck, man, I already made 10 times fold that. Like, why? Well, I, I just wish I had those toys again. Yeah. So, you know, I think I think you're pretty much Aaron. I would bet that somebody who is ready to pay eight hundred thousand dollars for a Turbo Man, I I bet probably somebody's willing to pay that much. It's not because they're such a Jingle All the Way fan, dude. They probably had that toy as a kid, and they, something happened to it, and they they want it back. You know what I mean? Wait, are oh, you trying yeah. to sell me on giving it to him? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, okay, no. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm just saying you will be that person once you sell it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I I got you, man. Uh, I'm starting to think it. Uh, I don't even I I instruments like I've never. A lot of people in the instrument community. I got a buddy, man. He fucking changes and flips guitars more than I do my underwear. And I I'm more of a less is more person, but I have every guitar I've ever owned. Yeah. I've, and I just and it's like whenever I want another one, I might invest, but I don't I don't have a heart to sell some of these, you know. Um, but I mean, I guess if I really fucking hated the guitar, I would sell it. But yeah, I, I own saying. stuff because I like it. You know, yeah. I don't. 
Yeah, sell the shit you don't like. Fucking the stuff you like, Keith. Get rid of that fucking that Jack Earl Haley shit. Yeah, yeah like that I could, that, you know. But... But even then, it's like if I if I if I decide to take everything off the market, like like we're talking about, and I just have the that shitty bootleg Freddy, I'm like, well, now it's like, is it even worth my time to go to the all the way to the post office and wait in these lines by the time that auction ends? Because it's gonna be shit when the auction ends. Still, yeah, like, maybe fuck, not. Just give the Jack Earl Haley away. <laughs> uh, people want, dude. Fucking pe- blow me. The it blows me away to look every couple of years what certain things are worth, uh, just for fun. And it's always the least expecting thing. Like this is worth more than all this yeah. shit. Like it's just it blows me away. Um, but yeah. But anyway. but, you, but usually when garbage is worth a lot, it's only worth a lot because it's scarce. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No. I get you. I feel you. Yeah, like when I need an extra room, I have no problem selling like a fucking Blu-ray or a, a DVD that I have like, you know, like I usually sell DVDs that I have the Blu-ray of. It's like I don't need this anymore, but I can't imagine like fucking a movie I actually like that's like out of print, like selling that. Like I would just be like, why would I do that? Yeah. Sell one I don't like. The, the, that's why, you know, I bought, you know, Dawn of the Dead on, on Blu-ray when it was like, you know, whatever it cost. I think it was like $18 or something. I have it too. I bought it. For- like nine dollars at Target, and then it then it always goes for like seventy five bucks. It's like, oh, that's cool. I, I I can sell my old used copy of Dawn of the Dead, but I'm like, it's still one of my top ten favorite movies. What am I gonna do with that extra fifty bucks profit that I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think I was getting influenced by Riverman because he kind of went through this period where he started purging everything, and this is actually yeah. an interesting social thing because it, last year, two years ago, remember Zach when he was like giving you or like selling you stuff or giving you stuff, right? He mm-hmm. he just decided like I just want to get rid of shit, and he's like I'm only going to keep the stuff I like. And he, he <laughs> what? You what? know what happened to Riverman? He started buying shit up again. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's that's the end here. Let me tell you where this goes. So a couple years ago, he went through this phase where he, he sold off all his one sheets, but he kept a couple. He's like, you know, I'm going to keep I'm going to keep my trick or treat one sheet because I like that movie. I'm going to keep my Top Gun. By the way, he ended up giving me the trick or treat poster, uh, so he even whittled down more. But like, and then, uh, but he ke- he sold off all these movies. He went to the conventions. He unloaded all his fucking movies and shit. And uh, but he kept every version of Donna dead. Cause he always collected every VHS copy. He wanted, he loves Donna the dead. So he didn't sell any of that. And he since bought a Donna the dead one sheet. And he's always kind of went to this, he went to this place of, I just want the shit that I like. Um, but yeah, this year, I don't know what it is, but now he's like hooked on buying physical media, physical shit again. And he's just yeah. been buying like crazy and he's got the bug again. And, uh, he had that fucking trick or treat shaped hole in his heart. So I don't know what it is, man. It's like, is it, is it all, does he have remorse? Is it all just going to come back if I sell everything? And I'll be like, well, I was going to buy it again. If that's the case, I'm just going to end up losing money anyway. I might as well just keep it. Yeah, dude, you're, you're going to, you know, with me, the shit that I lost that I had as a kid, a lot of it was stuff broke. Um, and I, and it wasn't much shit. Like, like my favorite thing was I had like the big gremlin, um, uh, and, uh, the, the arm broke off of it and it just kind of like, I really don't know what happened. I'm assuming because my I'm saying with my Millennium Falcon, anything that was broken, my mom would get rid of, and somehow she would do it secretly. But I mean, I I have 95 percent of the toys, or I did have, I should say, you know, up until a couple years ago that I had. But it's like those few little things that and it wasn't even like my fault. Like I didn't get rid of the shit. I didn't whatever. But it's like those few things that like somehow disappeared be, be just because they were broke. And it, and it wasn't it wasn't like my fault. I broke it. I, actually, a kid at my baseball game. Uh, baseball practice broke broke the arm off the gremlin but um 
Yeah, and like I had a Rancor monster, which the arm fell off just because it was held together inside by rubber bands, so they dry rot, it fell off. Like all that shit disappeared over the years once it got broke. Like I was, you know, I was just like, whatever, I'll just glue it together one day and the arm won't move anymore, but I'll have the toy. But it's like, dude, like there's so many times I've almost rebought that Gremlin. And I, and I kind of want to, but then at the same time, I'm kind of like, well, it'll never be the same. It'll never be the one that I had. You know what I mean? But just in general, it's like that feeling of loss, man. It sucks, yeah. you know? And it, what's funny, too, is like maybe I know I don't want to sell when I was thinking about buying some more toys. You know what I was thinking? Zach? Yeah. I was like, you know, unloading all the shit on eBay. And I was thinking, God, I wonder how much those Primal Rage action figures are going for. Because I really – because I, I look every few years. And I'm like, because I want to like buy those again because they had those Primal Rage action figures from that video. Those game, are cool. They were. It was funny for a game that really didn't take off. They spent yeah. this money on this toy line that was totally badass. Same thing with the Street Sharks, man. I would love to get those Street Shark toys. Uh, Dude, I wish I I wish I would have bought at the time and I just didn't because I you know I was older and I didn't want to spend X amount of dollars on toys. But I wish I would have bought the big Starship Trooper bug. You know what I mean? The, oh, the yeah, main yeah. one, uh-huh. the arachnid looking thing. Yeah. Zach, I have um, one thing I was considering. I was looking through a lot of my toys, just kind of seeing what they're valued. Like, okay, is this worth it? Not worth it? I like this. I was making different piles or definitely won't sell pile. And uh, I have all Mortal Kombat trilogy. Remember they had the G.I. Joe Mortal Kombat trilogies? Like mm-hmm. action figures. Okay, so they also released a 13-inch line, and they released eight. And I have all those. And uh, and it's funny because I look at them, and I'm like, man, they've released – more pro looking lines in the last few years like with the last like they look like toys are just they look better these days they look fucking awesome like i look they do look good i look at all these toys and the neca shit and even the mcfarlane at a certain point when they were like on top of the world i i was i used to look and i'd be like man i wish i was a kid now like you kids are so fucking now they're charging an arm and a leg for toys now but like dude like they just look so much better and i have these mortal kombat trilogy toys in the boxes and they really don't look good like (laughs) the models the faces look like shit and i'm like yeah, but I'm like, they're so cool. The boxes are so fucking cool, man. They look so fucking awesome. And I'm like, you know what? I know I could just sell these and then invest those into like the nicer, newer ones that look awesome. But I'm like, I, I don't it, know. It wouldn't be the same. You wouldn't feel the same. Like, yeah. even though Even though it would be a 10, t- 10 times better toy, it, you wouldn't get the same feeling when you saw that sitting on your shelf as I, you do the old I don't ones. know. I love my, like I said, my, my, my quarter scale TMNT NECAs, and I can't wait till Splinter gets released as a quarter scale, and, and Casey Jones, and I guess April I have to get to complete it. But those are different. I don't look at these as, I look at these as like, dude, these are, th- those are, I open those. I'm never going to sell those. Those are on display out of the box. They're fucking awesome. I'm going to get a legit fucking uh, light up case when I get in the house. And, um, yeah. but there's some stuff I don't want to take out of the box, you know? Um, so I don't know. I'm kind of picky and choosy there, but I look at them differently. Like, I love those just as much for, for how articulate they are and how fucking they look just like the models in the movies. So that, that's cool too. Like there's something nice about that and the, my shitty 1980s turtles, you know? So yeah. did you ever get the MC Ren and Dr. Dre and easy fucking NECA figures uh, under the new line NECAs with attitude? Uh, that's a good one. <laughs> that, I don't know if that paid off that setup, man. I, I... <laughs> Fuck. Easy to my boy and he's coming a, straight I out of NECA. Straight out of NECA. <laughs> Riverman bought me a a bar like a Mattel looking. It almost looks like a Barbie doll, but like it's a Mattel looking Barbie doll esque Scott Ian like doll. It's very oh, interesting. Wow. I don't know where he got it, but he's like he sent it to me for my birthday one year. And uh, yeah, I'm looking at that right now. Speaking but. of NECA, I watched one of their videos on YouTube or somewhere. It was like some girl showing one of their new products and like. And I guess I should know it since it has the dots. But like how we all call it NECA, like they actually call it N E C A. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, they knew that was coming. If your abbreviations actually spell out a, a word that you can enunciate, right. people are going to call it that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what if they pronounce it neek? Remember that? Remember that like, at the end of those? Deek. Uh, those deek. Yeah, deek. Yeah. deek. We don't go it's around like, calling that one gym mka. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. Fun to, it's fun to be at the mka. It's like but, we all know it's not deek, it's dick. Yeah, I know we used to do that too, but anyway, that's cool, man. I like how this turned into a toy podcast. I fucking love it. Yeah, like, like, and honestly, too, like, I know know we rambled on like a good, whatever, half hour, 45 minutes after the movie, but I think this conversation kind of honestly did fit the theme for the most part of the movie. You know what I mean? 100%. Yeah. And it's, it just happened to, I think it's just a fun coincidence that I don't, not only had a Turbo Man, but I listed it and we got into this whole eBay talk as we already planned to do this commentary. You know what's funny too is I guarantee Jacob Lloyd is kicking himself that he didn't fucking go ahead and take that special edition Turbo Man doll. That would have been yeah. a crack rock or two for sure. I uh, and if what if what if what if the high bidder on my Turbo Man was listening to the show right now or something? I'm sorry, man. It's gonna get yanked. See, I wasn't <sighs> setting up a drug addiction joke. I was saying I was trying to take it back to the fact that like fucking Riverman sold off all of his shit. Now he wants it back. Well, I, I don't think Jake Lloyd's a drug addict. Uh, he's been, uh, <laughs> no, I, I know. Well, schizophrenia, I don't think, and, I don't think and he's supposedly doing the, better now. We wish him the best. I don't think half the people Zach says are diddlers are really diddlers. I mean, I'm just yeah, joking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Zach, Zach's the king of slander. Uh, no, it's. I, I feel like I'm going to break some hearts, but it is what it is. Like I look, I get, I get all these messages, dude, and there, mm-hmm. some of them are just so funny. Like uh, I'll, I'll want to read a couple for you if you don't mind. Uh, this one guy, for, for like the the Turbo Man, mind you, when he sent me this message, it was already up to like 350 at this point. In gotcha. the bids, and it had He's like this big days. of a Turbo Man fan, he might listen to this commentary. Listen, so sit, don't yeah, be too bad on him. <laughs> okay, it was already at like three fifty. Had six days left, and like a bajillion watchers, and it clearly, and he goes, "I'm willing to pay two fifty right now for this item in hopes to receive it before Christmas. I know you have it up for auction, and my offer is lower than the current bid, but that auction will end too late for me to be able to get this gift where it needs to be in time. Then offer me more money." Like what? Yeah, that, like, like like I would like if if I was doing what he's doing, I think he just wants a deal and he's trying to pull at the heartstrings. And I mean, I mean, even two fifty is a lot of, to pay for a little doll, whatever. But like I like, like you can't be like take less money so I can get what I want. Like like <laughs> That's in, exactly in, in it early. I, I, like you have to be careful. Of, you know, he probably just wanted to resell it and shit. But oh, like, no. it's, dude, I am strictly business with this stuff. I mean, it's not personal. It's just business. Uh, <laughs> and but, then, and but, then but I would over, be like, it's three fifty now. Let's like, I'll I'll give you four hundred. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't be like, I'll give you a hundred dollars less. <laughs> you know what I mean? He went, he went, and then when it then when it went higher, uh, he goes because I mean I I ignored him, and then like the next day it was even higher, and he's like, okay, well. I know the current bid is this. I'm willing to pay three fifty for this item so it can be shipped and delivered to me by Christmas. That and, like, then you, and then you told him to fuck off because you that was that damn old Loch Ness monster look, again. Look, Try yes, to get yeah. exactly. So here, look, look. <laughs> if it was really pulling at my heartstrings, and he was offering me two fifty at the time when the bidding was at three fifty, and he acknowledged, "Hey, I know this is less, but I got." Why was he able to offer me three fifty the next day? Exactly, like twenty four hours later. Yeah. Like, yeah, just put a bid in, my friend. It, it, it's, he's trying to pull heartstrings, but they're not um, genuine heartstrings. He's just he just wants to get that shit and resell it for and twice then, as much. Uh, fuck, dude! Like, what did somebody so so funny? Oh, somebody tried pulling the heartstring. This one I bought because I was selling an Alf doll too. Which they mm-hmm. they're not worth much, but yeah. uh, you know what? That was my first doll when I was a kid. I loved Alpha. I used to sleep with it. But uh, somebody uh, gave me a message about okay, 
hi, I'm looking for an ALF doll for my dad. He, my dad, isn't doing too well, so I would love to get the doll ASAP if possible. Please let me know if the ALF is still available and if you'd be if you'd be able to overnight him for me. I'm happy to pay whatever extra shipping uh, costs. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I, uh, but you don't try. I, business. I'm not going to let any yeah. heartstrings. But, uh, well, well, also, too, I mean, heartstrings come into play with friends and family. Anybody can say anything over the phone. And, and if I was personally, for me, I've never sold anything through eBay. At one time, like way back in the day, I listed some DVDs that didn't sell. But, you know, eBay, even if you're just a buyer, they're like, don't go outside of eBay. And obviously, that's because they want their cut of shit, and I get it. But I would be, like, nervous if everybody was like, let's do this deal on the down low. Like, it's kind of like, uh, like, you know, yeah. you need to protect yourself, too. You know Somebody, I mean? my, my first day of the, my first day, I think, that the Turbo Man went up or whatever, somebody, you know, I mean, there's no harm in trying. They, they, they messaged me, are you willing to accept $300 today with a heart emoji? Like, no. Ooh. Like the fucking thing is like, like, no, like I'm not, I'm not stupid. Like, I mean, these people that are making these offers, they know what they go for too. And you're right. Like I can't, why would I trust anybody? I don't know. them. And and here's the thing. Anybody, you know, like, like, like I get tired of, uh, of, you know, everybody's so obsessed now with shitting on scalpers, shitting on scalpers, whatever. It's like, listen, man, like nobody would overpay for this shit if they weren't fine with it. Like, like. Like, I've never been forced to pay for something I didn't want to pay for. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's a either you want to pay it or you don't. There's a line there. I mean, the capitalism versus exploitation. And, uh, you know, it depends on how much you're scalping for, I guess. You could all you could obviously argue. Well, I did the grunt work. It was tough to get this and I got it. Yeah. okay. I did that once. Like I, I got a PS4 and I regretted it. Like, you know, I don't need a PS4. Like when they first came out and they were, they were hard, like the PS5, they were like yeah. sold out for a long time and I got one and I'm like, I, there's really no games. Like I don't ever adopt yeah. a, a console for actually a couple of years. And I think I Same just fed here. into the, I just fed into the hype and I realized there ain't no games out for this thing. Like, and there's probably not going to be for at least a year. And my buddy really wanted one I worked with and, uh, you know, he offered and then I, I didn't turn it down. He gave me an extra hundred. I'm like, well, I did, I did go to the trouble of pre-ordering yeah. it. it was stressful and i got it i picked it up and i he didn't have to go through that because it's a pain in the ass getting through like on those like some of that shit and he's like yeah okay whatever that's respectable there you go it's yours well yeah i, I i've taken shit and he was he was happy to do it by the way because it's like i didn't have to fucking deal with any of the bullshit i'll give you a hundred bucks extra yeah I, I mean that's a whole different story you know like that's if somebody offers you something like 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 if i walked in your house and you had something and i was like hey i'll give you 50 bucks for that and you're like okay sure like to me that's like no harm no foul like 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 I made the mistake of of showing uh, during YouTube videos that had multiple copies of movies or whatever limited edition movies and like some of it was just like oh yeah like it's cool like I got it. like there was a while there especially with Twilight Time Blu-rays I bought one to watch and I bought one to keep sealed and then like there was a couple that I bought extras because I know like this shit's gonna be rare I know three or four people that want it I'll give it to them as gifts. That one video, I can't remember, maybe it was Night of Living Dead, I, like, I had my extra copies in the tat, shot. Huh? I, I got so much shit. Well, guess what, fuckers? I, I never sold any of them. I never had any intention of selling them. You might think I'm an asshole because I bought up copies for my friends and family and for me to have an extra sealed copy. But you know what? Like you said, you did the legwork. I did the legwork. I knew the movie was coming out three months ahead of time. I pre-ordered. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like there's a line. Like, I wouldn't want to – I would feel bad ripping somebody off that was like, oh, shit, I need this for Christmas for my kids so bad. Like, I, w- I wouldn't be like – give me triple whatever but i mean there is to be something to be said that like shit goes on sale either you're the person who bought it or you didn't you know what i mean <laughs> and there's you know there's also the argument you can make for that too where you know some people 
really are hard up for cash, and this is an opportunity then for them to make money, to to be the early bird, and f- and with the intention of flipping shit for double or triple, and yeah. you know catching those people that are willing to pay it. I mean, like, who am I to say I make okay money? Who am I to knock on? You know, uh, when my when my dad died, my mom got really into like finding retro shit and flipping it. She got really into it or buying shit that she, she started getting an eye for stuff that was going to be worth. She's actually pretty knowledgeable with it. Uh, and she was doing it. She was, uh, and sometimes I, I would look at her like, man, I don't know if you're the enemy or what, but cause sometimes it does. Like if it's something you like, yeah. Uh, because she was holding up, man, she'd have something I wanted. Like, man, you got a next one. Can I have it? She'd be like, okay, yeah, this, and she'd give me the markup price. I'm like, fuck mom. What? The markup uh, price. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Dude, I, you know, I, I got super pissed dude. I, I, that's why you tell her that you're going to put her in a fucking home and she just gives it to you. <laughs> I got so pissed, man. I bought a, I would buy my, my kid brothers, like certain games and shit. And I would find good deals on them. And they were games that were worth money. And then my mom found out how much they're worth. And she's like, well, they, 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 these were games they really weren't playing anymore. And she like apprehended them and like flipped them. Oh. And she'd be bragging at, she'd be bragging at me. Like, I, you know, which I, I sold that for, I sold that for 450 bucks. I'm like, thanks mom. I appreciate you telling me that. I know it's a gift and all, but you took it from him because he wasn't using it and you flipped it. Like that there's something there that doesn't seem right. You know, like that order of, yeah. of things. If my brother did, that's one thing, but it's like, ah, oh, okay. Well, like 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 I'll be said, I, I have a lot of stuff that either went out of print or is limited edition and I was able to get there's a lot of limited edition shit I wasn't able to get that I wanted. Personally, I hate limited edition. I don't hate scalpers. I hate limited edition shit. Like, right now, what's going on with PS5 and all that? You know who I blame? Oh, the scalpers. People are making a living off of doing YouTube videos now, crying about scalpers every day. Yeah, it sucks we live in a world where you want to buy something for your kid for Christmas, something nice. You can't. You know who I blame for that? I blame Sony. I blame Microsoft. Because they were the jerk-offs who... And I get it. We're in, we're in Pandemica. But the same thing happened with PS4, PS3, PS2. The, these fuckers can sit there and make warehouses full of them they do this on purpose yeah so, so does nintendo yeah they make that false uh yeah, sense false of, yeah, the, yeah. dude I, I just had to like bite the bullet and, and 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 fucking pay 60 bucks for the mario collection which has fucking in 64 games on oh, it oh guess what i i bought two of them i was one of those guys i'm like you know yeah. what i just in case i mean we all know that after march 31st or whatever they're just gonna part them out digitally yeah. each individually yeah. but you know what i really do think that maybe the physical won't be around anymore i'm like i i want one in the i want one wrapped i just want yeah, one I was, I was just like i just want to you know I, I bought one copy to play i was like i was like normally with video games i never pay full retail but and I was gonna wait till you know there was like a little bit of a sale or something. But then I read that shit of they're like, oh, we're only making the game for six months. I'm like, I guess I guess I gotta buy it now. Uh, and it's <laughs> like I didn't feel great about it. I knew I was overpaying for something. But. Yeah, I had uh, I was still grandfathered into my gamers club unlocked with Best Buy, so I got twenty five twenty percent off of them. Uh, so yeah. I got them even cheaper. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I regret. Uh, Blame th- the companies though. You know Blame what them. though. You know what? You're right. So they're speak, anti-consumer. They speaking are. of regretting selling stuff, I when I was like, you know, that poor college kid or whatever, you know, I live in paycheck to paycheck before I moved out here and all that stuff. I I did sell a couple of things, but they were duplicates, but they weren't really duplicates. And you might say this was excessive. I'm I'm over it. It's not that big of a deal, but I had every iteration of Final Fantasy VII, which I fucking love Final Fantasy and I love that game. Yeah. So I had uh the black label. I had the greatest hits label. I like to have all of them. the greatest hits print. I had the black label and the disc looked different too, but I had 
the first print ever, and this is so stupid. It was a black label, but it was known as having a typo, and it has a typo in the back. It's the stupidest, right. most trivial thing, but it's known in the community. I had all variants, and I sold off the greatest hits, and I sold off like the variants, and I kept one. And I'm like, you know what? I like now for the money I got, it really wasn't worth. I kind of wish I had all those. I kind of wish I had yeah, them that's again. What, that's what I'm saying, man. Because it's know? cool. It's and, 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 you know, people that hate you, because, like, I mean, I do feel bad for a kid or whatever. Like, like I mean, you know, that wants something for Christmas, they can't get it. But it's like, you'll get it for your birthday in six months or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, Hard knocks, man. I mean, it's just life. You don't get like, shit. Like, like, you know, as as long as you got a roof over your head and food to eat and shit, you're <laughs> Dude, doing good, man. So I, You know what I would tell that kid? I'd be like, some of us don't get Christmas. And when we do get that one present, uh, finally a- after not getting anything ever, uh, your dad pawns it for crack two days later. Yeah. So just, yeah. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, there's always a full I mean, we could go on and on. I yeah, actually yeah. find this type of topic, you know, like we, we probably sound like the biggest dicks now to everybody. They're like, Oh, they got, they got multiple copies and they don't want to part with them. But it, like, you know, it's just like, like, like I'm not. I won't even say I'm a capitalist because I've, other than one pair of shoes, I didn't want anymore. Like I've never sold anything ever. Period. Never sold one movie, one video game, whatever. I mean, other than you know trading in video games at the store or whatever like it, that. Like, I. It's just, it just depends it, on what you value. I go into people's yeah. houses that have beautiful, gorgeous homes. They make shit tons of money, and they're totally happy with that 50 inch HD TV they bought eight years ago right. like, there's no reason to upgrade yeah. it because i can see the picture fine and it's not broke but like me i i love movies and I like i'm a video and audiophile i dude yeah. i've i want to get a fucking i got nice ass tvs in my house but i want to get even nicer when i move <laughs> you know and i i yeah. want and i want to like upgrade to like uh uh what so is it a uh, fuck Do- dolby atmos i want to yeah, i want to dive atmos. into atmos right and it's like this is not shit that I need and it's going to be stuff that will be outdated eventually and it'll get replaced again. But yeah, man, it's just what makes me happy. Dude, 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 I I redid my audio. Uh, I was rocking an OLED, so I didn't need to upgrade the display, but I redid my audio for, you know, I took advantage of the black Friday prices. I redid it last year. Now I, I could, I could have kept, you know, using my little, like whatever, you know, whatever surround sound system i had since 2005 or i could spend x amount of dollars to redo my audio system i did it at first i was kind of like is this better is this better like i mean i really went from a 300 dollars system to like a legit you know you know current generation technology system some people don't give a shit about audio like they don't care but i'm telling you like for for me like zach i was talking about uh like ghost in the shell right i was talking about that on our podcast dude 75% 75% of what makes that movie enjoyable is the fucking audio in that. It's got such cool. Yeah. So listen to that with legit audio. You'll enjoy. You'll enjoy certain things better. Um, and maybe that's just the way my ears are or some people's ears are. But, yeah, regardless, if, if somebody's happy watching stuff on their phone, like, perpetually, that's fine. Yeah. I'm not, not going to be I'm that dick happy. that shits on that. Right? No, I mean, d- dude, I was a kid happy to be watching. At one point in time, I was happy to be watching a, you know, DVD on a 20-inch Trinitron. It was, it was badass. Yeah, so I'm not I'm not like gonna be Scorsese or these like boomer types that are like don't want my watching my movie on a phone. No, I mean, I, dude, I I like physical media and I like Spotify. I use both, I, right? And I I utilize yeah, my here. phone and I, dude, fucking, uh, will I watch shit on my phone if I'm on a plane? Fuck yeah, I will. 
yeah. <laughs> in an air. Of course, like I'm not that big of an elitist. I think there's a place for all of it. But uh, uh, so I, 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 I'm definitely in a place of coexisting. Like it's, <laughs> but but yeah, like I love. Yeah, I get the simple pleasure, man. I want to sit down. I want to have a theater room. I want to watch something with great sound, and I want to get every part of the the process, and I want to hear it. Dude, I I would love to get into you. You and me, I'm officially inviting you now. We have to do a a home theater episode just for the hell of it. Riverman should jump in too, man. I mean, like, oh, I wish you were buddies with my buddy Randall, dude. He's like the fucking. He takes it to like another level. He spends. I mean, like, I don't know as much, dude. He spends thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on speakers and audio. He's insane. Like, he's got a problem. <laughs> like, yeah, but that's yeah, his no. thing. That's his thing. And I'm like, fuck, man. But you could, you could, you could literally go broke and and lose your mortgage in anything in life. Like, if you really well, want well, to go super deep. Well, yeah, dude. Like, like you know, I, I try to, you know, really, I'm more interested in display technology than I am audio. Because I mean, audio has been good for a long time. I feel like display technology has made a huge leap in the last ten years or so. Hundred percent. Yeah, but, I, I, but, I definitely cap it somewhere. Like, this is good enough, right? Yeah, but I, I've listened to podcasts where, where people did reviews, literally, of like fifty thousand dollars speakers. When I say speakers, I don't mean a your whole. St- whatever 10.1 atmos i'm talking about a a like one speaker is 50 grand so if you uh-huh. want a pair to listen to studio it's 100 grand and i just i hear that shit and dude it's, it it doesn't matter if, if you work at the supermarket or if you you know if if you're you could be a fucking athlete making 20 million dollars a year you can literally go broke on audio period point it, blank it it obviously uh brings those types of people happiness but like it it's it's clearly a market that's so niche but yeah. anybody outside of that niche market, I, I don't care how much you like audio. How could you really justify that that speaker's worth fifty grand? Like there has to right. be a point where it's like, whoa, this gap makes no sense. You know, I'm totally yeah. happy with it. But like I said, it's it's it, it has to be because the people that make all that shit, they're boutique brands. They're pretty right. much market only to niche people, right? So they if don't. If you sell happen that shit. to be pulled over on your way to buy a fifty grand dollar speaker, the cops would find your money and keep it because they would assume they it's would. drug money. <laughs> they would. Yeah, but, and, and even with like visual, man, like I don't jump on that new technology. I don't have an eight K TV, and I'm not going to spend eight grand on a TV. But like, you know, well, I spend a couple of well, I spend a couple of grand on like a really really nice OLED that's maybe a year old. Fuck yeah, I will. It just depends. Like it just yeah. depends on the technology or whatever. Some of it's way overpriced because you do have to consider. Dude, in a year, your shit's gonna be cut in half on the value. So it's like, how bad do you? Right. Is that is that it's, extra it, three grand? It, 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 it's not a year? <laughs> yeah, it's not a financial investment. It's an investment in your happiness. I'll put it that way. But it's so. But yeah, but you have to weigh that. It's like you know, I, I yeah. you got to weigh how much do I need this? Is it worth that much dollar? Like this makes me pretty happy. Like the LG's yeah. got some sweet ass OLEDs that are. You know, uh, you know, they're more than uh, you, you might pay. You might pay twenty five hundred dollars. For like a good yeah. size and a nice OLED, but they're not like those crazy ass eight thousand dollar fucking ninety inch eight K. Like uh, we can't even utilize this technology technically right now. Like why the fuck would I want that? Uh, Dude, there's there, there's so much we could talk about during a home theater episode. That yeah. was so much. Well, we should not blow our load then. <laughs> yeah, let, let's not. And, and the, you know this this has gone on, but you know it's good to give people a holiday uh, extravaganza. Oh, so uh, yeah, so uh, what do you got in the pipeline for uh, Mac and Zach Save the World, Zach? We just we put out our uh, fucking uh, the Frosty the stuff. What's that movie called? Damn it, Jack, Jack Frost. Frost. Jack, Jack Frost, the horror Dog. movie. 
we put that out and then uh mac we he also wanted to do like uh patreon only exclusive episodes so this was his month he picked that movie and the fucking other jack frost movie with our boy fucking michael keaton so that's coming oh, later i love that movie I, I got too. to I got to visit the set, dog. That, so that's why that shit. yeah, that's why the movie will. I mean, See, they weren't a, filming at the time, but I walked through the set. There's like, a while, reason you know. this motherfucker's called the goat. He is the greatest <laughs> of all time. Charlie boy, uh, we got we're doing our December uh, exploitation like we always do. Uh, what have we put out so far, Zach? Santa, no, we've uh, the Santa Muscles movie with AIDS. Uh, we put out uh, Santa Slay, and I know this. This coming week, uh, well, we're recording it tomorrow. Uh, we're going to do – are we doing Santa Claus or Ernest, Gar- Ernest Saves Christmas? Santa Claus? I guess Santa Claus. I think sure. that's the better movie. <laughs> but uh, You heard it here first, fans. Yeah, there you go. Well, and so we're doing that, um, and you know, we, we have our Patreon shit going on as well. It's all one Patreon for like Mac and Zach Revival House. Uh, speaking of that, Riverman resurrected um, Hobo with a podcast. Really? Which, yeah. I and, like that show. And he – He's this. He wants to get back into it, but he's this guy that's like always like trepidatious. I don't know what it is, and so he wanted to make this one just a Patreon exclusive. He's like, you know, what if people like it, maybe. So he's this guy that needs his arm twisted. So anybody that likes it, tell him. Like, leave comments, and we'll we'll get him into it. But uh, he's just dipping his toes back in. So he wanted. He's just to putting it. the head in right now. Yeah, just the tip. And we did an episode, and we did it for uh uh fuck Skinner Ted Raimi. You ever seen that? I know about the movie, but I actually never seen sleazy it. Sleazy 1993 movie uh, that uh, you know it's 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 okay. It's not bad. It's okay, and uh, it's 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 as zany as you'd imagine. And it's got a weird fucking cast, and uh, but it's got this weird 10 minute sequence in the middle of the flick that just makes the whole movie. That's just ridiculous, and you could not get away with it uh at all but it's uh, definitely worth a watch. But uh, yeah, you guys should check that out. That's on there, and uh, I told. Riverman, because he said, you know, I think I don't know what I want to do. And I was like, well, you know, Bat's kind of out of retirement, kind of. He's kind of doing yeah. shit again. Like, just, and he's like, you he's know, got the tip in too. Yeah, that he's like, why don't why don't you just? He's like, maybe I'll just get a revolving cast. And it's like, yeah, you can get Bat in sometimes. And uh, if I need a pinch hit, I'll I'll come in every now and again. Like, I'm not gonna do it every week. I'm sure Zach would, because Zach's done it. Like, you know, when he's brought it back and I've done it when he brought it back and I pitched your name. I was like, you and fucking goat would be awesome because it because honestly, Hobo with a shotgun is not unlike movie Graveyard where he likes to be super informed. You know, I, I think he would yeah. fit right in. So I was like, you need a hookup and just maybe send him a jingle, man. I think he would be great on the show. Um, and you could easily keep it afloat with just so many like a revolving door of people. And, um, you know. That's but, what we do on this show. Yeah, and for sure. And it, it, seems, it seems to work. Our traffic doesn't really drop off from episode to episode based on who the guest host is. You know what I mean? So Yeah. So, uh, But for sure. Anyway, so that's up there right now for those that want to experiment and, and check out. And it was a fun conversation, too. It was a real good time. So. Dog. So, yeah. So we recorded this last night of Hanukkah. It's I think it's te- technically still Hanukkah if you're on the West Coast like me, but by the time I edit this tonight and upload it, Hanukkah might be over. So if you're a Hanukkah guy or gal, I want to say Happy Hanukkah. We got the big uh, C coming up Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, Kwanzaa, if you're celebrating the Kwanzaa, um, have a great one. I, I I can't remember if it's Happy Kwanzaa or Merry Kwanzaa. I think it's Merry Kwanzaa. And there's mm. one holiday I'm leaving out that I can't remember the name of it right now. Um, I bet they like, feel like shit. 
can't remember. Oh, uh, sorry, guys. It's like Uquali or something. <sighs> I can't remember what it is. But if, whatever you guys celebrate, because I know this has been a shit year, and, uh, you know, we're doing a podcast here, podcasting, you know, and I upped my podcasting game big time in 2020 to combat my, uh, you know, this was supposed to be a big year for me personally, and shit didn't work out because of everything that happened, and I'm sure there's a lot of people in the same boat. I hope all you guys still held on to your jobs and things aren't too desperate. But either way, even if you're just in a little bit of funk or just depressed a lot or whatever, I hope these shows, you know, give you guys a laugh, give you guys a chuckle, quick distraction. And, uh, yeah, so Aaron, I want to thank you for, uh, you know, coming by with your debut. You brought a lot to it, you know. I uh, cool. appreciate that as always. And uh, Zach, of course, faithful old Zach. Hell he, yeah. He's been here so much. Like, like he, he, like at first he had a cot in the corner. Then he had a, uh, you know, I let him like cram onto the love seat, which was a little bit better. But like, I'm going to set up a, a spare bedroom in the back of the uh, steeple here where the, you know, like he's going to be sleeping oh, yeah. right where the shovels and everything is. So, well, you just throw one of the coffins there. I'll sleep in that. Yeah, you can say the coffins are nice. Like, I'll, I'll sleep with my hands folded over my chest like I'm fucking those for all two and shit. That'd be donk. Hey, did we ever break? Can I ask you on the air? Is that that maybe, maybe it's putting you on the spot? But uh, we're we're closing off our December with our cinema enema, and we're doing like a thing retrospective where we're talking about the black and white, the John Carpenter, and the prequel. And mm-hmm. uh, we wanted to see if you wanted to come on because Will Lowry wanted to do it, and I think that's a perfect four-way combo, and I think you'd be great on it if you wanted to join. Yeah, I mentioned. I'm going to break some hearts there. What? Yeah. I, I, I'm going to I'm going to pass because I don't have a copy of the original or not the original. Yeah, the original, the black and white one, and. Uh, and also too, we're we're doing a Christmas movie a day here, so it's oh. it's if it was just one movie, I would cram it in. But to to rewatch three, that's cool because like uh, yeah, uh, uh, the original movie I was gonna pick for the Christmas season was uh, Eyes Wide Shut, and I know you were a fan of that movie. Oh, that's donk! I'll be so, all over that. Yeah, the next time, the next week is my choice. Uh, maybe you could join for that one, baby. Yeah, eyes wide shut. I'll, I'll I'll get that watched in, and it is a Christmas movie. Yeah, so unfortunately, I have to say no to the things. But, yeah, uh, I figured like yeah, that's a three movies, kind of short notice. I figured like yeah, it, was, it might be asking too much. It's cool. Yeah, but yeah, I'll I'll get eyes wide shut. And if you guys were doing it for January, like once the Christmas Wait, movie, so where's the eyes wide shut coming in, Zach? I thought the thing was the next cinema. That was your choice. My my backwards. Where's eyes shot wide shot coming in? The next uh, time I get next, but isn't it my February? turn after after thing? That'll be February. Oh, so you're talking about in a couple of months? Yeah, I got you. There you go. Well, rock on. Well, it all works. No, but we, we we there there is one holiday left after all those holidays I already mentioned. I'll just leave it at that, right, Zach? Hell yes. Yeah. Best of it. So. <laughs> Festivus is that what you said? I don't know. What, what is it? Yeah, Festivus. The the very last holiday of the year. There's oh, one Year's, more holiday. Year's, duh. Yeah. It's the first so. holiday of the year. Yeah. Wink wink. Yeah, gotcha. So yeah. So everybody, obviously, Aaron, Zach, thank you, but also thank you to the listeners for hanging in there as we did all of these episodes this year. Had a lot of fun. Probably could have done even more, but you know we gotta sleep sometime. We gotta, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. You gotta eat, you gotta jerk off. So everybody, mm-hmm. have a great holiday season, guys. Thanks. And once again, we'll catch you next time in the movie graveyard. Donk. Cool. Yeah. That was a really say, festive I... dunk. 
You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows, visit electronicmediacollective.com.